wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. You won't do shit. What do you mean by that? You broke back is broken. What a, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. I'm gonna float like a butterfly and sing like a bee. Episode two, Outbox Podcast. With Outbox, yeah, Mr. Outbox, we're back. And first guest, ah, second guest. Derek was kind of a guest, sort of co-host guest, sort of. Yeah, he's more of a regular though, isn't he? Not yet. We've only had one. Three, according to you. <laughs> the, the problem is we've had two episodes and two restarts for each. <laughs> we started this one, episode three. And our guest, Rowan Date. Hello, hello. On? Happy to be here. Good. You wouldn't say that before. Uh. <laughs> he was looking at his watch. <laughs> I like, was yeah, like, when are we leaving? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, how long, how, long, how long the last one went on for? I know. You, you'll be leaving tomorrow morning this rate. We uh. don't, should we just say that the first one was too long, yeah? It was. We have had a lot of good feedback. But we look. It is only. <laughs> We've also had a lot of bad feedback. It is only. It's, remember, it is only like guys are involved in the boxing industry, but mates talking about boxing. It's like. Yeah, but when you're listening, you're driving up and down Shakeside Road. It's yeah. a twenty minute drive. Yeah. You can listen to it maybe several two, three drives in a day. Not. Down. <laughs> <laughs> That's me when you I'm listening plan to on it. Finishing it February 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know it's too long, but. It's like an audio book you'll never get back to. Exactly, yeah. You can never finish it. <laughs> the problem was I was trying to wrap up the whole time and Ben's like, nah, nah, keep it going, Spud. Nah, nah, keep I it going. I honestly can't remember doing that. <laughs> and less whiskey this time. Yeah, we'll We will say that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I've kept the bottle out of the way this time. All right. Let's start off. Um, at the start, we kind of want to talk about, firstly, how you got into boxing. All right. What age were you? How you got into it? Why you started boxing? The lowdown. Easy, easy. So I was quite young, um, seven, eight. I was doing kickboxing as well. Um, all because obviously my brother was doing it also. And yeah, we just kept it up from a really young age and then continued on with it. I was successful um, very early on. I won a lot of titles. Um, how, how long were you doing just kickboxing? honestly I think I dabbled in both I was like over and back so much because I just did every sport really I was in anything in Ireland there's hurling there's Gaelic I was in football uh, boxing kickboxing um, there was just uh, yeah, an endless just athletics anything. I was in athletics yeah exactly mm-hmm. I think I just had loads of energy as a kid did you um, how how much older is your brother six years oh shit so you weren't is like is he that old fight much older than you yeah, I he's going to be listening to this. Well. <laughs> you just no said idea. how much. No, I had no idea he was that old. Yeah, like for me, growing, like I was growing up racing with my brother and it was like, at points it was bad. He's two years older than me and it was just chaos all the time. But you didn't have that with him. It was We like never even got the him. chance to like properly spar with it, like no. competitively spar yeah. or anything. You know what I mean? Just mess yeah. around, which was a bit of a shame. He moved away then about like 19, I don't know actually what age he was or something like that, but he moved away for college and then I was just doing kind of the boxing and stuff like that, just did staying he, in. Did he not have a lot of amateur fights either? Did he? No, he, he did. A, I he think had he, a lot as well. I think he only had like a, he only had like eleven or twelve, oh. but I think he only lost one. Oh, just shit. boxing, pure yeah, boxing. Yeah, pure boxing. Uh, he did kickboxing before that, and he won quite a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I thought. So I was going to say I thought he had a little brother syndrome. That's why he got so good at boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Has a fight off his older brother, but it's not the case. She just beat me up. <laughs> yeah. but, fight him off for the first ten years. No, I think I had enough of that. Well, I back home and stuff like that. I think I had to keep up the boxing persona. <laughs> He's clanking up. Clanking there. Sorry. And um, 
yeah, I think that just kept me in boxing for a number of years. Again, sometimes when sometimes not. Getting sent away for internationals. It just wasn't as popular down the south of Ireland. If you think of anyone that's in the um, professional scene now, they're all from Northern Ireland and mm. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. um, the ones that really have a name for themselves have a backing behind you. And if you don't have that backing in, in the, like as a boxer, it's, it's very hard to make mm. it. Where were you from originally in Ireland? Waterford, Ireland. Mm. So down the south. So lived there for, I don't know, about 20 Years so how was you able to travel to like international tournaments all the time? Like as a, as part of the Irish team? Part of the Irish team. Like when I was younger, I just came in the time when they stopped all the funding. So it was actually even harder to get on the teams. Like before that, I remember, um, I can't remember who was on the team with us and stuff like that, but them saying, oh, last year we were getting like even as like their sock sponsored. You know what I mean? And then now we're in it. And they were just—we were struggling to get tracksuits. We actually had to walk had, to the fights. We had to give back our tracksuits one times, like after the Fuck's after sakes. the thing, That's tough after an, uh, an international tournament. Really? And then the year before that, they were getting like the shoes. Socks, what are you going to do with them? Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it was going to the next team going out. And then is that why you made me give your tracksuits back? <laughs> <laughs> it's a habit now. <laughs> yeah. Every session he finishes up with you, he's adding his gear to you. Uh, the fuck are you doing? It's just like why are they staying, Ben? <laughs> And uh, but Ben says you've had a lot. How many uh, amateur fights do you have? Honestly, it's it's Hard to up pinpoint. past the two hundred, and that's only really? just that's actually just being educated of a guess of it. Um, with the Cork leagues, Cork leagues, which is one side of Watford, the Wexford leagues on the other side. Cork leagues were on a Thursday. There was another one on a Tuesday. I can't remember. But you're fighting every weekend, and then a Friday, Saturday was the Wexford really? league on the so weekend. Sometimes we fight three or four times a week. Five, and then even I remember in my like third or fourth counties and monsters you're allowed to fight twice in a day so like just even of like the, 16 fights over a weekend know. but literally there was about if you win the counties say you'd have three three fights or whatever yeah two three fights and then if you win the monsters that was four or five fights remember that happened about four or five years in a row um that and then the all irelands again is four or five fights mm. so you're talking about 15 fights it's a good job you're quite Fucking elusive off. then, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't take many punches. That's it, that's it. And then you know, the best thing is, like, I never, like, I was actually knocking out quite a lot of people as an amateur, stopping people as, uh, yeah. kind of what you say, like, it's more known than the amateurs. Well, it's and un- a professional. It's unusual. It's unusual Stoppage, well. though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. when you actually yeah. go look at the records, because someone actually, until I moved here to Dubai, or even just until I started learning a bit more about professional boxing, there was no real avenue that I thought I was ever going to go to being a professional boxer. Well, back um, home. Back oh, home. out here? No, back home. Oh, okay. Honestly, about when we were, I was like 18, 19, finishing kind of up with the senior Irish team mm. and just being like, I'm just, I'm, I know, I'm just like, I'm giving up now and then oh, I'm going really? to do my next thing. You know what I mean? It just wasn't really a hope for me to stay on for three or four more years to maybe make the Olympics. You know what I mean? Well, we talked about this quite a bit. It's like, I talked to Ben about it as well. And it's like, it's quite weird that there's no set plan for pro boxing, right? There's no like, this is what you got to do now. You go to the Olympics, then you do first pro fight. There's no like set path for any boxer really. But like with a lot of sports, like you got to get past this stage, you go on to the next one, whatever. Yeah. But everyone's kind of got their own track, doing their own thing. Like you, it's, no one's really guiding along with stuff. You got to kind of wing it a little bit. Exactly. Well, honestly, but in Ireland, at least in England, it's a little bit developed towards the if pro you're, system. If you're elite, yeah. But not even elite. If you look at some guys that didn't make the GB team or end up being the most amazing. True. Boxers like true. I can think of there's a handful of them now that came through it like obviously there's a Frotch Groves and then mm. uh, Ricky Hatton and that stuff that weren't GB boxers yeah, I don't true. know if the GB was set up really as much back then but they weren't yeah, exactly on the GB and they weren't in that system but yet they made superstars as professional boxers 
and then you you don't really learn about the commercial side of the sport and then in Ireland as well they just don't really get behind the commercial side of it mm. um, but you know it's weird like so Ben's gonna hate this but um, you look at McGregor and like the fans like the sorry. Irish fans <laughs> he just left he's walked <laughs> out fuck <laughs> We'll get someone else and we'll fill it. Um, no, but the, the fan, like his backing is unreal. Like not, it's a little bit personality. It's a little bit like, there's not that many big boxers, superstar boxers like his level, right? But, but I but, would give that his fan base was first built outside of Ireland mm, when he's fighting on UK scenes. I Even suppose, I yeah. went to bloody, I went to Philadelphia this year in March and was being brought around to all these Irish pubs and all these Irish communities and stuff like that. Straight away, they have a connection, you know what I mean? And they're mm. they're your biggest fan. They write to me now on Facebook, Instagram, all this kind of thing. If but I outside go, Ireland, if I go back, mean? yeah, oh yeah, all outside Ireland, East mm. Coast America, they're Irish, like heritage-wise. But um, if I go back to Ireland, if I fought in Dublin next, it would be a massive push for me again to sell tickets. No one would be like, oh yeah, really? Dublin. Yeah. If I fight in my hometown, it's different. Yeah, There's yeah. not a big professional boxing scene in Ireland though, is it? No, no, but then there's the hurling though, and the hurling the Gaelic, which is massive. They're like they're pulling in insane money, but yet the athletes don't get paid. But it's weird, like the the they're like diehards for McGregor, you know. Like you watch the Irish for him, and it's like I, I, unreal. Again, it is, but oh, they'll be the first ones now to turn on him. Now everything that's happened with him now. Mm. Is being obviously his own doing. He's really messed up himself. Yeah. But there's actually some Americans that are still jumping on the McGregor bandwagon. But the Irish are like, oh no, we've completely turned it back on him. If mm. you actually think about what he did, he didn't do a whole lot for the Irish economy, as of, that I know of as of now. But mm. he has brought money back into the country. Yeah. And brought funding kind of into grassroots and stuff like that. Mm, into yeah, some yeah. of the gyms that are there as well. Boxing is all being developed. Well. Yeah, well, it's not so much the boxing, but the SBG gyms. They are being funded by him to do it and like you need big businessmen to be able to do that happens all over England private but semi-private where they're allowing the public in to use their facilities okay again they want to make money but at least someone put the money in the government's not going to do that mm. so at least he's someone that's actually facilitating the need for youth for children yeah mm. um <clears throat> when so what age were you, you said you what age were you when you said like oh I'm not really sure what to do next and you said you finished up the senior team and stuff like that. Yeah, just um, I was about 19 and uh, it was just the 2012 Olympics. Then it was 2013 and obviously they were like kind of doing a new cycle of mm. uh, the route, what to go. And for me, my head just wasn't in it anymore. Um, I gave everything at one stage. I kind of, I was doing too much. I was doing, I, had yeah. a coll I was college as well at the same time. I was doing some work as Got well. Got burnt out. And then doing boxing, trying to do boxing on a full-time level. But I was up training for four days a week with the Irish high performance team so traveling all the way to Dublin on a trainer bus every week coming Fuck. back on a trainer bus on a Friday on a Tuesday to Friday this is when you're like 19 you said about, yeah so I did this from about 17 to about six, 17 16, 17 to 19 mm. traveling up on a bus on a Tuesday coming back on a Friday going college on a Monday <laughs> and still doing all the college work and stuff like that and then at one stage there, during that I was doing some work uh, work experience with Paralympic Sport Ireland so I was doing all these Fuck. three kind of different things at the same time and it, like I put so much into every fight, like in mentally, that it just ruined me when it yeah. came to competing. Because mm. uh, it was like, all right, if you don't win this, you're just you're pretty much dropped. That's the way the system works. That's crazy. And, and when you've put that much into it as well, yeah, it's and it's crazy. crazy. And yeah. like, if I even think about when I went, this was just before the the nationals were coming up, and we went over to GB to train with them, 
And if you look at who I was sparring, like the top boys, like us, like Josh Taylor now, who's going for yeah. going for a world title, and Sam Maxwell, and I was putting put against the best, but I was yeah. only about 17, 18 at the time, when these guys were like, I think Josh was the Olympic captain for 20, no, he wasn't Olympic captain, but he was, he was on the GB squad, wasn't he? For, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, he was just one of the top boys up there, and I get put straight, put straight yeah. into that. In the deep end. Yeah, exactly. And when there's no real development for me, and then every weekend I was going home to my own co- own coaches back home, but again, not being built in the same yeah, yeah. professional setup. Did you did you also feel that it was like there was no direction with it, or like you were like, what do I do next with it, or what, or were you just burn out? Well, I, I I wasn't going to stay again in the Irish setup. I didn't think for me, and then I didn't mm. really know how to even get into the professional setup. Yeah, yeah. I don't like who do I go to? Where's the? Mm. I didn't know there was many managers, or there wasn't. What's now is that happening is the Celtic clashes back home, and they're becoming now something. But again, it's all about selling tickets. And there's no money really in it right now. Mm. So when when you was an amateur at the end, <clears throat> was you not given guidance about like you know when you're leaving school you're given that oh what work yeah. do you know what I mean where well, you get, how yeah. you're gonna get a job and stuff like that did they, they not give they you any guidance about how maybe to deal? Mm. They bring with, you into the classroom with, like this yes. is what you need to do yeah, next exactly. <laughs> but that's I, li- I literally had that for getting someone. a professional contract next. They gave you no guidance and said no. this might be the way how to do it or this no, no. Not, there's nothing there's no there's, but I wouldn't imagine yeah. there's any boxers that I was like oh yeah go pro with us and do no, this the this GB and this elite guys no oh like, yeah no the elite yeah, guys are getting yeah. signed up by matchroom yeah, straight yeah. away and all yeah. this but then it's the other guys that have to slog it out I've t- I've had to go and do what I've done in the last yeah. year to go get ten be ten mm. fights and now I'm kind of at eleven playing field being able to just when when was the how old were you when you had your first pro fight then how did you get into that. I was literally training just here in Dubai. I had a full-time job here in Dubai. I was working in the office nine to five. So this is after you had that big break or not? Big, you yeah, took the big break. and I was working over here in Dubai. I literally was, I, honestly, there was times I was going home from Dubai. I was working here, grafting. Um, Did thought, you think you were going to be a professional fighter when you was working in Dubai? No, no, no. Even my first, the reason I did a professional fight was just because to say, honestly, at the very start, I just thought, I've done an amateur career for so long, I'll have one pro fight, and then I can say I did a pro fight. <laughs> that, was, that was my mindset back then. I was probably in the pub a few weeks before that fight. <laughs> like, like, not a few weeks, like a week before that fight. And <laughs> Just bringing it. And, like, I think I probably was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll were. be honest. Like, I know, right before us. <laughs> I know I was having a good time, but I was nearly like up Mickey there. at a snatch. I was up near 80, I was 80-ish kilos, you know what I mean? Mm. I was quite heavy. I boxed at 63, 64 as an amateur, and then at this stage, I'm nearly 80 kilos, what did you oh, fight man. at the first fight? Massive 72, I think. You was middleweight in your debut? Yeah, middleweight, I think, debut. And then at a fight like six months later after that, and I know I was in a pub a week before that. <laughs> 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 but not in, like, not, not as a problem or anything. It was just like, I wasn't in a boxing yeah. mentality yeah, like, yeah. in the zone. But yeah, I boxed. The first fighter I fought, I probably lost the first round, I think, my first fight. Um, I thought... Got turn pro is the say is like because I've watched it before and they're like oh they fight these absolute nobodies which sometimes mm-hmm. they do but this guy came to win he had a massive amateur or um, MMA record yeah and he we knew each other we were in the same gyms mm-hmm. and stuff like that and we knew each other so it was kind That's of more weird, yeah. he's not a bad fighter to be he's fair. not I think he's he, over in like Hong Kong or something now doing all these he's fights in, he's not stuff. too yeah. bad actually <laughs> so right. we went first of war he was he was living in Dubai or what living in Dubai he's oh, a coach okay. but now I think he's a full time fighter somewhere. I've oh, seen okay. him walking in around. China or I've like seen that him now. walking around in Dubai in the last year or so. Oh yeah. So you weren't for the first pro fight. You weren't like shitting it any more than the amateur ones. Like it's no headgear, small gloves. Oh, and 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 that's even like it's the way it is now. Like I didn't really realize how you mature as a fighter 
Mm. I used to go into fights, come out, not like blitz the fight three rounds, and I might even win by like 10, 15 points, but I kind of didn't remember anything that happened during the fight. Mm. So there was no actual thought process while I was fighting. I was just doing everything of instant. Yeah. That's the way I fought. And then obviously when I come unstuck against some of the really good fighters that were that I was fighting when if I was fighting in Russia or Azerbaijan, uh, America or anything like that, it was out of instinct I was fighting. Mm. If I lost, I don't really know why I lost. I just know that I'm tired after the end of the fight. That makes sense though. Mm. It doesn't, yeah. But so that, that changed for you or what? That com- yeah, exactly. It completely changed that. I just got, I'm just feel more like my mental to body is more, it's just more control. Uh, I wanted to ask you, I've never asked you actually, like when you're sparring, fighting, um, especially fighting, like after the fights now, would you say you could remember like, okay, round three, he did this. I remember I did this. I messed that up. Whatever. I don't remember the rounds, but I do know, and this is probably Ben won't be happy. I do, I do know that concentration-wise, I can think of some random things when I'm in the ring. Mm. I remember one of my mates, I remember shouting shouting something crazy during the fight, and I laughed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's literally voice, fuming his, right his now. His voice is just like, his voice is so like, like interesting. I was just like, oh my God, I just started laughing. <laughs> Uh, and then that was that but yeah no as for now when i'm fighting i'm just you're mentally there and i can really i can just control it and i know i know i've got now i know i've got a lot of power like it's funny even there was an mtk show like a little while ago that happened and on the show i had two lads on it that they broke i broke their jaws in, mm. a, in like one in sparring and one in a fight in and a recent that, fight or uh, one answers. was like last year sparring and then oh, okay. another, I think he actually announced it anyway so it's not a big deal mm. and then um, a few years ago as an amateur show I've put it probably posted it about 10 times because it was on the newspaper as well and I brought, it was when we first took, actually I went when I stopped being an amateur this is when they first took off the headguards and I was like the third fight in Ireland when, I was they, gonna, took, when they took the headguards off I was going to ask you this so like yeah I was going to say for amateur fights it's hard you're not it's going to be tough to break someone's jaw with headgear on. They took, yeah. they took the headguards off at the end of your amateur career, yeah? At the end of my amateur career, they took the headguards off. They didn't change the hand wraps and I started getting problems with my hands. Mm. And I thought that was me. But actually, no, it was... There's a problem with the way mm. we're wrapping our hands. Mm. Fighting so often. Yeah, I used yeah. to fight still around 10, 15. Well, like, even my last... I think my last two years, I was in the under-23s or under-21s. The intermediates, so that's two competitions where you have to win like five fights to win it practically. Uh, I went into the seniors and probably another competition after that. So there's nearly five fights in each one mm. to do that. And it was just full on. Cheap I think even then lot. when I was in the World Golden Gloves, I was cortisone injection nearly every flight. Every fight. Fuck. I hope I'm allowed to say that actually. You, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, you said that you've had less issues with your hands recently, right? I'm protecting them, protecting them properly. Yeah. Um. I, like the first like, thing when I went to the science in Ireland, they were like surgery, surgery and stuff like that. Mm. I just took two, three years away from the ring. I haven't exactly done anything to strengthen them, but they're solid. I'm hurting people right now. Yeah. Most of my knockouts, like clean knockouts that I've scored this year, have been my right uppercut or my right straight. So it's been a right hand. In yeah. Other words. And that was the kind of the one that I had a little bit of issue with. Mm. But they, yeah, yeah, like you said, that break probably done just fixed things. Yeah. Yeah, 200 exactly. fights I mean over the time you're going to get wear and tear yeah. and if you keep using them yeah, that exactly. break's going to I don't think it was a minimum of like a like it's probably a break that you never had since you started boxing as an amateur so yeah exactly it's always hurting your hands yeah. um, before the last episode actually we watched one of your fights is that the first time I oh we watched two actually we watched a couple the one that you did back home in your hometown in oh yeah what's it called <laughs> uh, Waterford Waterford yeah that one was a 
that was, was a special okay that was, yeah. you know what? that's like one of the things ticked off my box and that's if I, if anything that my career is going to go by it's going to be a lot it's going to go by moments hmm. that these are they're all special moments for me well, now because you know what? my amateur career at 200 whatever fights i do not remember going and celebrating after any of them yeah never going I, like my friends didn't really get what i was doing like obviously mm. they get oh you're being about blah, blah blah but they didn't really get what you're doing you yeah, don't have yeah. to, we didn't have social media as strong back then maybe yeah. facebook msn blah blah mm. whatever but now kids are kind of like winning their fights then celebrating then posting you know what i mean it, yeah, it's yeah. completely different yeah i was like winning that fight in the, say the all irelands and then going off to the europeans in two or three weeks yeah, time yeah. spending a month in russia and not getting to enjoy it and stuff. not never getting to enjoy it and yeah. it's really interesting i'm working with these guys at the minute like they're um serbian be strong is the name of the company mm. in dubai and the way they're kind of like programming what I'm doing and then they're just like at the end of this I want you to go and enjoy yourself the best yeah. you can and I'm just like I've never had someone really tell us that yeah. it's like go and enjoy yourself until the next thing mm. obviously I don't need to fall off the rails but mm. yeah never like I've won how many titles and yet I, I can't actually remember really celebrating them ever yeah. but that, that was a special night in it I still think now between now and the end of my coaching career oh, that'll <laughs> that, yeah. that weekend that's a tick box oh, that was amazing that box. weekend if you think, like, if you think about all, like, so good hometown when, hometown I'm standing up on the corner of the ropes at the end hands out looking around the crowd mm. these are people you I went to everyone. school with yeah, they're people yeah. that are in my class that's sick. Like, I, used to, I used to be like it looked like I was on the duck all the time from school mm. but it was actually I was at an international or I was at yeah, a competition yeah, yeah. and stuff so I was coming into school it happens like that, not knowing that's... anything the teacher says because yeah, I hadn't yeah, been yeah. in school yeah. like all year but that's pretty common like with with if you're growing up doing sports really competitively taking it you have to like it's a given like so many people i know from racing like homeschooled or taking time off and stuff it just kind of goes with it but yeah that's that's uh well i, I was gonna ask how many fights in was that you went back home to fight that's four was it three fight really one, three or four yeah three so I was like, they said that, that you were, was you three and oh was Smith after that one? Yeah, Smith yeah. So you were four and oh when you boxed Smith. Yeah, so it's so, your fourth fight. Mm. Yeah, fourth, fourth fight. Oh, okay. And again, someone with a winner record, someone that took Alfredo Melli, who was a fighter from back mm. home, a middleweight from back home, and took him the distance. Really? I was like, yeah, like. But uh, oh my god, you came out swinging. <laughs> Holy shit. That <laughs> no, wasn't the plan. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't ben, really ben, the plan. Ben no. says, before you watch this, by the way, the plan was come out, take the first few rounds, feel him out. Use first punt was a fucking... A big left hook. Big left hook. I was like, hit him with a jab. See what he's like. See, <laughs> see how he's he reacts. Got. Bang. Left Rocked hook. him. First punch out. First, po- first punch buzzed him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And 100%. you know what? When you, kind of when you see that as well. So this is kind of like having the a bit of a... I, I would say I have a bit of a vicious kind of streak mm. in me, but it takes a bit to get up. And I think just yeah. that whole situation, the whole crowd, everything yeah, yeah. kind of brought that. Enough. Yeah, exactly. But it makes a difference, right? Like if uh, people are like, oh, I know it's all the same, it's fight to fight, whatever. But if you're back home and you have everybody you know from back home screaming for you but and you stuff. See, this, when I was an amateur, that would have destroyed me. But in this situation, I was like, this is Used unreal. It. This yeah. is, but me and my mates even, like my close like mates, one of them is living in Australia and then obviously another one's living here and my other guy's back home. We are... Said it's just like I go in to get punched in the head on a Monday just for work. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like well, that's my job now. The right? problem is I don't know how much we can say about it. Some sort of got to keep. But <laughs> the other week we're talking like Rose, like yeah, no, with sparring now, like he just mixes it up, sixteen ounce gloves and big headgear. Like ah, just gets I a bit boring. I'm like, what? I think you've got to though. You've yeah. got to mix your sparring styles up, haven't you? Mm. What you mean? You've got to adapt. Oh yeah, so yeah, to yeah, other yeah. Like, it, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. box on the outside sometimes when you're practicing mm. some things, but sometimes you got to stand there and you got to hold your ground a little bit. If you don't know, you, yeah. if you don't know, you can do it when you're sparring. Exactly, you don't know yeah. when you do it when you're fighting. Exactly. You and sometimes 
I think at this level as well, now when you kind of step it up, you're going to get them fellas that are good records, but they're just tough, tough guys. Yeah. And if you look at like, and they, they punch, that, and it no, but not even journeyman. Well, like, I think even at world level, sometimes there's some guys they don't throw normal. Like, if you come from the GB setup or the Irish setup, we throw correct punches. Technically sound. Technically, yeah. yeah, exactly. Look at the guy that boxed. Okay, I know we're going Ch- to go Charlie, Charlie Edwards. Yeah. The weekend. I know what you're going to say the yeah. way he punched punched was mm. so unorthodox. It's hard to train mm. for that, and, and it's just like, how do you? Yeah, how do you but, train for that? But um, your fighting style is also really out the box. You know, like. How did it's just from getting comfortable having a lot of fights and stuff? It's not you don't have a normal file uh, style of fighting. Like I remember the guys came out. When was I it, think a you have more ago. now. Yeah. Do you think? I, yeah, I think yeah. more now. I think like, not having- when I watch you, I'm like some of the stuff. Like to be honest, even yesterday, uh, you catch me doing it. Like when he slips fucking five punches and he mm. just smug about it. I'm like mm. that's fucking slick. Yeah. <laughs> like I got a little smug about smart. Yeah. Like yeah, that's fucking. It's kind of like. Okay, I, there's nothing against it. I just like it's just it's just the way it is back home. For the coaching, I didn't have really one coach, or I didn't mm. have a single coach the whole way. I did have like my small club club coaches, and when you're doing something really good, why would they change it? Yeah. So they teach you how to do your the weird punch that left uppercut from like from nowhere. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, yeah, I was yeah. catching some people, not catching others. Yeah, yeah. And then no one really correcting you or teaching that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and you're like, like, when it when it lands, it fucking lands. Exactly. And then as <laughs> I turned pro. I learned how to defend myself and I was like, yeah. oh wow, this is this strange. Works. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you can just block the punch. You know? yeah. and I was like, With the smaller gloves and no head guard as well, the shit that you're doing as an amateur is not always going to work is it, when nah. you're a pro. Mm. It's just a completely different yeah. sport. The, that's why my first pro fight when I went in, I got stunned with a few shots, like literally in the first 30 seconds we just went at it and I goes, this feels different. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I actually, I yeah. did not know turning from amateur to pro the gloves were that much different. Yeah. And we wore Reyes gloves the very first time. You tired I'll, as well. I'll say, and I was tired in that third I'll say round. this. <laughs> the other we like even with Waleed the other day we're doing some like fucking around doing some body sparring stuff and he had his small fight gloves on I mean like just fucking around doing body sparring and stuff and I was like obviously getting low you and Waleed that's a freak <laughs> it's, it's way <laughs> off that's it's a freak he's, he's reaching up to give me body shots like by the way but, Ali's like six foot five yeah <laughs> Waleed's like five foot six yeah it's way off but <laughs> we're just fucking around it was good fun and then he like threw a big hook and he caught me with like eight ounce gloves on of the chin and stuff. I was like, oh, that's In the different. Gym, what did he do? Jump. It fucking must have. He was reaching gym. up. It was a fucking. Was you on your knees? Way up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like crouching way down. But I was like, oh, those are way different. Yeah. Those, those are fucking half the size. But it is. It's different fucking. Man. That's why now you're like, oh, I get bored fighting or sparring in 16 hours. It's, yeah, it's not bored. It's probably because over here I haven't had the look. I have had been very lucky in this camp that. Um, Luckily, I've had Ryan Kelly over last week, who's a top super welter British boxer. Mm. Good uh, spars, bef- they were. Yeah. Very good spars. Yeah, cool. And then before that, I had a German guy come over that we were like, who is this guy? He oh. ends up being like a 7 and 05 KO. <laughs> and he just came to fight. He That's, strong. Strong. That's he the just worst. walked into the gym with his girlfriend, like, we spar? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we spar today? And it was in the morning. <laughs> right. I'm not really a good morning person as well. So I was like, oh, he got in the ring with no head guard or green guard as well, <laughs> like 12 pounds. And we were glasses. like, mate, you can wear a pair. No way. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, but then he ended up being someone actually pretty yeah, exactly. decent. It was good. That's the problem though with with boxing as well. Like, there's so many good guys. You're like, oh, that's you it. just think it's some chump. We but said this last last episode. We we're talking about that guy that fought Kell, and I'm like, he walks in with like old fucking beat up gloves. I'm like, ah, just some guy wanted to give it a bash. <laughs> like, oh shit, he can actually really but fight. There's a lot of people that can be great in sparring though. 
There's, yeah. it's it's all about how you can actually show it up on the day. Hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why there's so many guys that are like brilliant gym war people. Yeah. And yeah, then when yeah. it comes to the outside and, of it, and the mentality as well. Some people are gonna freeze, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. When it gets there, when like, it actually oh, goes, oh shit, yeah. this yeah, is it. Yeah. This is you it. know, it's like it's funny. There's like three big jumps. There's one thing like looking really good on the bags and the pads. You can move well, whatever. Then you jump in the ring and do sparring, and you could look like a chump. Yeah. Then going to do pro fights with good level guys, small gloves. Then that again is like the equal jump again, where you're like big crowds and stuff like that doing proper fights. Yeah, you could just be. It just doesn't translate. Or whatever. I think Rowan's quite mentally strong, though. I think that's probably yeah. when you're at your best, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. I think I like I, fight I, nights I when you it, when you actually yeah, perform, yeah. don't you? I like, I like really, having. That. Not get me wrong, you you look sensational in sparring sometimes, but fight night's different, isn't it? You're quite mentally strong, so, so that's I, when I know you're going to perform. I love after the five five pound one. I'm like checking up with Ben like oh how's it getting on how's everything going and fucking I'm like oh like you guys should be getting ready to go at that point and you're there fucking Ben takes a selfie you guys just hang out in the hotel room fucking lying in bed with box I'm like you're fighting in 10 minutes you gotta get your abs so you gotta get yeah, you gotta no, get I sorted I don't like having the fuss you know what I mean no, I'm just no, like no. just chill it out a bit yeah um, everyone's different isn't they yeah yeah exactly and I just try to keep, it, keep myself calm as much as possible mm. um you and you and Ben were training together quite early on, right? You said you were with him in that fourth fight. Yeah, back home. Third, third, fourth. third fight. I'm trying to think who my third Did fight you do, was. Who was your second fight? Um, the guy that boxed John Ryder for over eight rounds. Where here? Yeah, here. But I'm trying to think my third fight. Oh no, I was there. I was there. Your second fight. Yeah, yeah. I was there. Though, Just the not crowd. the first one. Then. I was in the crowd. Oh, okay, second yeah, fight. Yeah. Okay. And then worked with Rowan for his one in Dublin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't the travel. Camp, back. We done the camp yeah. for that here, didn't we? And like, I'm, and then, yeah. I'm literally working a nine to five in the office all day, going sort of sparring. There wasn't really sparring here. Mm. Training with Ben, probably about ten kilos overweight. Oh mate, yeah. And <laughs> like, when we still, first started training. Oh man, and that, that's kind of that thing. I was just like, what am I doing with myself? Sitting at nine to five, coming in with black eyes, wearing a shirt into work and stuff yeah. like that. And then they're kind of like, what's this all about? It's yeah, like, yeah. Well, <laughs> and then going meeting people for meetings and all this kind of stuff, and it just didn't translate very well. What were you saying that you're gonna tell us the first time you went out, or you met your Ben, you went out with him, you <laughs> you had a bit of an impression of him. Or... So Ben, how me and Ben met was first we were working for this guy over here, and uh, well, you're working for the same good, guy. Good to yeah, learn. yeah. Good to oh man, that's a, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's old. Really? Yeah. But then the first time I met Ben and Ben comes over, I'm just like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) He's wearing white (laughs) jeans, like folded up at the end, like white snakeskin boots, not boots, but shoes. (laughs) White snakeskin boots. (laughs) Oh, they were bad. They were bad. Oh my, he looks like a modern cowboy, basically. And I was just like, and he's like, oh, from East London, man. I was like, Essex. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, that that is definitely a. Definitely an interesting outfit. And this guy's like, I want to train you. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> we we built up a relationship in a different environment in that stage. Yeah. yeah. yeah and did, then it we? was like a, a year later. Then we were like, yeah, we get going. We'll we do a bit. <laughs> let's do a few, some pads. I'm like, I remember doing the first pad and hitting it and going, <sighs> <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. Now, how long after your second fight was your third one? Can you remember? It was a while, wasn't a it? A long time, yeah. yeah. And was, that, that was like, I think that was like October was the one in Ireland and yeah. February was the one back in Waterford. All right, let's be real. Shit, yeah. Let's be real. The, so the first first time you met Ben, the first period you guys were hanging out and stuff, when you got to know him, you were going out with him and stuff. You weren't training with him. You were yeah. partying with him. That's we, what you got yeah, to yeah, we, we were working together. We were working together, yeah. 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 
Yeah. But you're then, both like, you were already well into boxing by then. Yeah, of course. I was and coaching for 10 obviously, years. Yeah, and obviously Ro was, but like, you weren't doing any boxing shit no, together. Nah. Like, I, was, I was still at the time living off my sort of amateur yeah. accolades, you know what I mean? Yeah. That what I've done. And um, then again, that's just we, irrelevant, you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't even... Yeah, it wasn't even a thing. I, I honestly, I would, I had my whole back on boxing. That I was just like, I've given ten, fifteen, whatever. And you years, weren't into it. And I'm almost. just like, what am I doing? Like, what? Yeah. I was just like, I don't even. Didn't even like at the time. My love of it was gone, and then now yeah. it just kind of like sparked back. Yeah, yeah. So I, need, I needed something. I needed to probably hit really low again to go back yeah, into to get, it to enjoy it and stuff yeah. again. Yeah, for sure. How? Were you like at that point in your mind? Were you like, nah, fuck, I'm not doing it again like that? But no, when we just, when obviously I had the first and second fight, I was like, oh, I'm after winning them and it's a bit, it's mm. good. And but I you had kind a big of, break, you said, right? Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, two, three years. So yeah. 2014-ish around that time I moved here. And then um, 2016 was the first fight. But like from the first fight to the second fight was like nine months or something. Mm. So like at the same time, I'm not in it. But the way I'm looking at it at the time, I was like, I trained every day, twice a day for 10 years minimum. And then now all of a sudden I'm working here. I'm just not training. I was like, what am I doing? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, just, I, Do you I didn't wish re- you transferred from amateur to pro like seamlessly. I would have hated it. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, then again, I, I did hate training as a kid, but then I didn't know how to train correctly. I didn't really have anyone to, I, I mean, there's a, there's a good friend of mine back at home, uh, Craig McCarthy was a pro as well. And like, when you bring back like me and him at 4am running outside in the freezing cold, Four or five a.m. and I, I had to do it because of him and I had college and all that kind of stuff as well, and you, they're the things you remember. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the really horrible times. Yeah. Going into the gym and I mean, there's like you're blowing smoke out because it's seven a.m. Yeah. and it's Ireland and it's you freezing cold. Funny. It's raining. Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny? Like those you're you're bang on with it. Like those times at the time you're like this fucking sucks. Like I I don't want to be doing this and you just get through it and stuff. Now you look back at that and it's like no matter how big your career goes or whatever with boxing, those are the times you look back and like, looking back, they're almost like good times, you know? That That's shit molds you though. Yeah. But then, but That's that, if I didn't have him there at that time to keep, like, cause that was, I think my first seniors when I was like 17, I got to like the semis or the, I don't know what I got to. Yeah, I got to the semi or the final. Okay. Anyway. Oh no, I got to the final of the box offs after that for that was for the national team. And, um, <clears throat> and yeah, having someone to do that. I didn't have a coach telling us to do that. It was me and him mm. bouncing off each other. All right, yeah, let's do this. It's insane when, you're at, when you're at that level. Yes, well, exactly. At the top, like, we did That's actually madness. we did have a coach actually for like four or five weeks of like Neil Goff, who was like a well-known amateur. But obviously, he's got his full-time job as well. He's not yeah. full-time with us. Mm. It's just me and him bouncing off each other, me and Craig, to be able to spur each other, and only sparring each other, everything, getting each other ready for but, the biggest fights that we can have. If you look at who I fought in that first one, was like. I can't remember what the first oh Niall Murray who was like a veteran thing I knocked him out in my first time in my first senior in a fight and then I beat Noel, Noel Murphy who's like 12 he's doing well as a pro now. 12 one America. as a pro yeah yeah um, met him in the quarters or something like that and then semis and I boxed Ross Hickey I think yeah my, my mind I need to do you know what I need to get my books as an amateur yeah. to be able to go over it. like I can look at all when I, I had to do a CV for Ben when I was really thinking about taking this boxing serious and mm-hmm. getting sponsors and things like that on board I really needed like me and Ben went through like all my old list of what I did as an amateur. Do you keep record of everything? It's all online. Oh really? It's wow. mad when you look it up, but you actually you have to really look for it yeah, about yeah. who I fought and put the names exactly right. That's crazy. And then you look at it and you look at the intermediates and the under twenty threes and all this kind of stuff and you go, 
win by yeah, or tells a C3. You where, it tells you where you're getting to in the competition and everything. Yeah, it? exactly. And then like, beside that, you're looking at mine and it's after, I'm after stopping someone. And then you look yeah. at the whole list and there's not many stoppages in it. And then you go to the next page, the semi-finals, stoppage again. And it's like, I'm like, okay, I was knocking people out then, but no one's recognizing that stuff mm, yeah. to turn pro. Yeah. And if you go to... That's not surprising, talking about like how exactly. the structure was now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when, when I watch you fight now, like I was saying this to Ben the other day, not to blow smoke up. We do this a lot. We get, I get to the point where I'm like, fuck, I don't want to say to <laughs> Um Watching you spar and stuff now, I was saying to Ben, like it's almost a huge 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 bonus the way you fight as well like that for me would be something that would make you get really big fights get people interested because like even watching you spar watching you fight i'm like fuck it's like it's fucking exciting to watch exciting style yeah like you watch some people not too exciting for me (laughs) yeah i'm sure no doubt but that uh not like nothing against him at all but that guy that came out to spar with you you said his name before but um a couple of weeks ago oh right got it um yeah and they came out with like the team and stuff I'm watching him spar. He's like very, very textbook boxing for a lot of it. You know, hands are up, jab, jab, jab. Cross, but then that's what that, that's the problem with some of the guys that I'm sparring now. They're amateurs that they're willing to jump in at us, and it's it's you just don't do that as a pro. You're wearing yeah, tiny yeah, gloves. Yeah. Yeah. When you jump in, your your guard doesn't yeah, protect yeah, you from yeah, a straight punch. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're moving your head and got great feet as a pro. That, that it's not going to protect you so we're sparring the way we know in the pros we're not going to spar yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why me and him are very and that's no but you you like watching that, you that spar the best him, out of you that does yeah exactly me knowing because the thing is the best thing that's that can how, happen that's how you've advanced though yeah exactly I've mm. been sparring mm. top boys back yeah. in the UK you're like replicating the fight almost yeah and kind you're of. slowing the pace slows down but you're actually thinking way more yeah. and you're setting a trap in each place but what, like watching you guys spar for him it's like very textbook and like you, especially with him and stuff, you're like mixing it up. It's fun to watch. Like if there's two guys boxing, like he was boxing, like sparring like that, you're like, yeah, you watch a little bit. Like, you know, you can take your eye off it. You're not too bothered about it. But like when you're moving like you do and slipping punches and it's way more fun to watch. Like everybody at the gym's like, they want to watch all of those spars, you know? That I think for me is one thing that's like, people need to get you bigger fights for that reason as well you know but that's why it's interesting that that is probably what ben doesn't like he hates about it, me doing 100%. it because what it is is i'm getting bored in the ring and i mm. want to try something different which mm. sometimes might bring the more exciting out of me but it's more making more mm. risk for myself because yeah. if you get hot caught with a big shot then but when if i just I'm, do the same basic thing i actually do better but and I, I should do that until i get caught and then do the next thing and then but it, that basic boxing sets all that stuff up yeah so you gotta have that boxing base first that's yeah. all you it's nearly there though isn't it yeah it's there now yeah it's coming now no but it's that mixed with the like he has a he has like a flair with the his boxing yeah. you know like it's not not that there's the the base boxing isn't there there's like an additional and he punches hard which is and good. he punches it's fucking knockouts. hard it's exciting but they're like awkward hard punches elusive yeah. as well yeah, yeah. yeah. i like yeah. having a different angle with a punch yeah yeah um yeah so you have a fight coming up a week tomorrow right a week tomorrow yeah Caesar's Palace. it kind of came last minute um and obviously mtk global gave me the opportunity as round 10 and Amon Siddiqui, um which hopefully this is the start of them doing a run of shows over here mm, for yeah. me look i just wasn't really much more possible for me to go back to london anymore yeah um 
I've got some amazing sponsors here, like literally that are helping me out massively. And um, I'm just hoping that it starts coming here, that mm-hmm. boxing comes here. Yeah. Not only that, but the sparring partners, everything that comes yeah, out with the it. whole package. Almost. Yeah. When you get the sparring partners and you get that base, that finishes it. Yeah. Like I've got uh, some really nice guys really all helping me out and stuff like that yeah. right now. And if I just had the sparring partner, even the other day when we had Ryan Kelly over, I was going doing a great sparring session with him, going home, chilling in my house. Mm. I've got fuel up, do my food up over yeah. here every day. And like, it's the first time I've probably had proper nutrition every day, like really good food quality mm. foot wise. And it's just keeping me on track. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden the weight is falling off me right now. That's the, that's crazy as well, because we talked about this as well. And you're like, you haven't really done a whole- I'm like, eating snacks have, and everything. The snacks, yeah, they can you be haven't, the you haven't, you haven't really have to force to- <laughs> to take the weight off this no not at all like, literally, they, they looked after everything for me that's cool and uh that's what i was saying to him like i was going down sparring coming back have my food ready chilling going back to my second third session mm. or whatever and it's just everything was robotic everything's so easy that's here cool. and who, who you know, was actually it was it was during the summer and that's why there was no traffic and now i've just realized all the traffic that's around yeah. it's oh, so yeah. shit in the, it, <laughs> in the mornings it's fucking it's, mad I, I literally had a rant about this about three days ago do you remember i was about to put a picture up the other day just being like oh they're back mate don't you <laughs> yeah. get don't you get into a yeah uh, you get into a full sense of security over the summer like you're like this is yeah, yeah. It's what? amazing what? i can drive anywhere i want yeah. right now yeah oh shit 100 yeah and, and you're like at the gym in five minutes yeah exactly it was all sweet what the fuck is this about but what so those guys what's it called fuel up fuel up yeah and they give you like food they give you food all the time and obviously i was just helping with promoting and stuff but they just they honestly they want to just get behind athletes and that was amazing but it's all set up already you don't have to worry about it yeah exactly that's cool and yeah uh, yeah. well no we went and did a test and they tested like where i need to be what kind of foods i need to be eating and stuff all that kind of stuff yeah and um we just went from there because um you said it was kind of eye-opening being training with these new guys as well right where it's like oh wow who's that who was be strong name? be strong so i'm working with them guys from a fitness and stuff a lot and more like, testing and it's stuff mental like the first test they did to me it was kind of like i said it before it's one of these guys where you, i'm just like oh and they start asking me all these questions how do you box and what do, mm. where do you struggle and all stuff and like as i'm saying it they're showing me the graph and like yep that shows here that yeah. shows here that shows here that is a huge help for me as well oh, yeah because so cool. we know what rowan's particularly good at and not particularly good at mm. but now we know why yeah and yeah. now, we're getting and the da- now we're getting yeah. the data back and now we can approach why he's feeling like that when he's yeah. starting fights. Yeah. You said it's this a couple massive of weeks ago, right? You were like, for you, it's almost like not a weight off your shoulders, but it's like reassurance. Okay, this is the yeah, direction. Yeah, it's, it's the feedback we're getting, the data. And we're like, ah, oh, now this is how we approach that way. Yeah. And, and, and Roman's going doing session with him to address that. So I just yeah. solely have to think about his boxing. It's it's both ways as well. Like it's for you and Roman. It's like before this, before you get tested and know where you're at yeah. and see the results the big thing is like you said when they're like you tell them what like what heart rate you're at all the information mm. at when you're fighting and they're coming back with stuff that makes sense that's yeah. the big turning like point, if you, you think know? about my amateur career i was with the high performance team for ireland you know what i mean like mm. these guys are all going to the olympics it's a four-year cycle all this kind of thing so the training was just naturally being done every yeah. day we didn't yeah. even need to test we just knew yeah. where we yeah. were at but then obviously i was going away in the weekend doing anything i wanted to do mm. not keeping on consistency with it yeah now it's took me 10 fights finding a science team behind me and develop me in that sort of way to tell me okay we need to do this we need to do this like i'm still from what they've shown me in the graphs i'm still very fit for an amateur and not a pro because it's a different energy system mm. and i'm just now starting to recorrect yeah. and learn from Stein's that it just makes so much sense it's just it's crazy man what's your um we haven't said it yet what's your fight record now it's 10 fights 
nine wins, seven by knockout, and one draw. Hell. Seven knockouts on a ten fight. And they're a good knockout as well. Yeah. No, I've seen them. <laughs> Some of them have a bit of a What's really? your favourite one? Do you know what? It's the one that's not really got any recording. What which one? upsets me more than anything. In Portsmouth... Um, Oh yeah, that was a shit recording. The, the guy that French... don't get the guy that don't get stopped a lot. Exactly, he's been stopped twice. Yeah, in like forty fights oh, or something fights, like think, that. Yeah. And the shot I caught him with, and he just wasn't right after yeah. it. Yeah, it was just like a crisp shot. Jade Karam's the best one, but it wasn't a clean knockout. Uh, I don't. Know, I, I, I know it sounds obviously. I want everyone. To, I want everyone, I want everyone to go home back. healthy and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I, I, if it's a clean shot, I think mm. it's you know it's funny. Like <laughs> it's the same as what we were saying last last episode with Derek's like you fucking it's normally the like first round second round knockouts of Rowan is like he's like no no I wasn't happy with it I wasn't clean but no, what no. the fuck like you can't the guy's done he's out yeah put him out and he's like nah it wasn't a clean one one shot would have been better that's what he's going for when he's back home that fucking first hook out the gate yeah but then I think you're a different boxer to that now do you think now if you had the Jade Karam fight again now, you would have thrown that first punch. I think you would have boxed a bit differently. Yeah. I yeah. don't, I, yeah, I don't know. It could, it's, maybe, no point maybe for the positive or negative, but even still, it, might, it wouldn't have been over as quick, but... No. But then again, also, I wouldn't have been up in a middleweight at that time. Yeah, fight. true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, well, I was 69 for that fight, you but yeah. Super, no, it was welter. Super welter. No, I was, was 69-ish, I think. Never box at super welter again. Nah, no. so that's why, how this stupid draw came about. Mm. That last year, and that's still every time I go into the fight, I watch that before I go out because that, that is annoys the best me. Thing that's happened in your career, it annoys What's me that? so much. That draw, so the draw. Can I, I'm not just saying this. Anything, yeah. ah, I shouldn't. Anyway, I'm not just saying this. We watched this as well. This was the second fight we watched after the last. Yeah, I told him we watched it. <laughs> Fucking hell! What? Like I was furious <laughs> watching this. Anyway, fuck. It was like it's kind of a kick in the dick, but whatever. I watched it. Like, There's just. Like I don't like making excuses because I also think I did a very bad performance. I the preparation for that was just insane. A week about two weeks before that, I had a fight in Ireland, cancelled, week and a half, and I had no joke. Someone had me a drink, blah blah blah, all whatever mm. the rest of it. And at that time, I think I'd been over, I'd been over sparring like a few weeks before that with Josh Kelly. Mm. I'd been in with some guy Alfie Price and uh, some other just London boxers. I brought myself over to London. Sparred around all these gyms, literally bagpacked it into each gym, and then went back to Ireland for this fight that never came. And from there, I kind of thought I wasn't fighting, got the opportunity mm-hmm. to fight in England. The only opponent they could get me, and I really don't believe that it was the only opponent they get me, is another undefeated fighter that's coming from middleweight down to super welterweight. When I was super welterweight at the time, going down to welterweight, I was like 67, 8 kilos mm-hmm. going for welterweight. And then they said, Oh, this is the only fella you can fight. And I was like, but undefeated, I was like TV fight. Well, all that this was kind of originally stuff. meant to be at Welter over four, over six, no, and then it got changed. No, that, to Super that's what, over that's four. the opponent we were looking for. Was mm. we had a week's notice, yeah. so we had a week's notice, and we were kind of like, why waste a camp? Because I did train a long time for that. Because remember, I was like, fighting Oman before that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Shit, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So I literally was supposed to look for a six rounder, sixty-six kilo. I fought sixty-nine, four rounds, and just mentally wasn't in it's it the best really? thing it's, just, it's the best thing that's happened so far in your career that this, this you learned, is, you've learned a lot from that oh yeah what yeah. not to do Mentally how not to prepare yourself not properly to prepare. i look after myself but more. it's like yeah. that'll be a blessing that and you yeah. boxed really poorly and didn't lose the thing is right huh. this, this is what i got this is what i saw from against that. i haven't talked to 
I haven't talked to either of you really about it. I'm not saying it just because Rose here as well. Um, for me, the the one thing is he was he looked a lot bigger than you in the ring. Like he was, he was heavier. He was well skinny at the way. We weighed in. I was just really? like, oh, he's skinny. We actually said, I actually said, this guy's like skin and bones. And he's like, that his dad who trains him was behind mm. us. And he's like, I saw him smile. He come into a ring. I looked across his fucking shoulder. Who's like that. When he gets in, so and what was he bro- taking? Is that his brother? <laughs> 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 yeah, his twin brothers just rocked yeah, up for the fight instead. Nice. No, he looked, he looked um, a lot bigger. But you, I, for me, I think you handle the situation well. You, you work with it. And, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. Like, I'm not saying this because he's here at all. I think you outboxed him. Oh, you won that fight. For what? Like, you were on the back foot a little bit here and there because he was so much bigger. But you put off way more shot, way more damage to him. We were going through the rounds. Like, I was, I said to Ben, this is the only thing I said to him about it, really, was I was, like, watching it, completely trying to be unbiased about it. Like, two random people watching the fight, not listening to the commentary, nothing. Like, just watching it and, and it was ridiculous in a way but that's no, I, I thought I, I gassed last round so I could get I get the, that I also boxed one, in but. England against an English boxer with English officials mm. being in a way fi- foreign fighter fighting, at, at super welterweight at super yeah. you know what I mean so it's, a, it's weird it's annoying I, because it's like for me like growing up racing it's like if you win you win you can come up with excuses no, and stuff but you cross the line and you've got beat or you beat everybody well, that's the way boxing had been my whole career on the way up I've had so many finals losing by really fractions of things mm. yeah mm. and I'm just like and that's just the way boxing is it's, it's annoying though and there's so bit, much and then that's the thing about Ireland as well there's so much amazing talent that will only ever go that far because there was no other option for them to go pro mm. and that's really that's a really damaging it's thing crazy, for the yeah. country for even the country right now and they're not really promoting the pro boxing scene at all and there's no money in it. There's no TV in it. And it's mad because it's probably one of the sports that could turn it on its head right mm. now. It's a big Irish thing, isn't it, boxing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for amateur. And then they yeah. don't want pro. And I'm just like, Weird. why would they not want it? You know what I mean? It just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, like a wasted opportunity almost. It's like things that could actually bring money back to the economy gets pushed away. Like football back in Ireland, like soccer and stuff, yeah? Mm. Could be massive if they put in the right infrastructures yeah. and they put in the right things. Because like the... Gr- like money falls back to grassroots from guys that are like high profile if you're a Premier League footballer you're making a lot of money you can bring that back to your city Mm. and pump it into something but there's no real reason to do that because you're not getting any support from anyone Mm. it's it's crazy and you'd think boxing's like the one in Ireland that they would want to be pushing or the most potential or whatever but that's it like if you're looking at all the guys obviously McGregor had so like a number of fans in Ireland but he had it globally and stuff like that because everyone was getting behind him Mm. It's his own people that are probably the last. Um, I bet when he was at the start, at the very start, it was hard for him to sell tickets to come to his shows. Yeah, in his own little community and stuff like that. And no one probably it was probably like, oh well, he's probably thinking he's bigger than he is mm. and this that. Like, I imagine his ego. Like, if your ego's not big to get you into it, why are you in it? Yeah. If you don't think you're going to win a champion, why are you doing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then people probably and that's the problem that I think back home that people are like, oh, he thinks he's better than he is, this, that, and the other. Mm. But it's just like, well, if you don't believe in yourself, and yeah. then you're, you're, how are you going to convince that person that they're going to believe in you? Mm. And it's really that's what's really hard for kids right now. They get told back home, it's just like, oh, well, you mightn't become that, you mightn't become mm. an athlete or anything like that, because there's not many that, are, that have done it in Ireland either. Yeah. There's very few stars, and. That's I think that's the wrong message to be shown. Well, this is the thing. Me and Ben have said this quite a bit, actually. We've talked about it. And we're like, for you at the moment, no one knows where the ceiling is, right? It could be as high as you can make it be because you've had 
you know, 10 fights, seven knockouts, it's, it's insane. And so far, what I've seen is like, you can, everyone I've seen you fight, spar, whatever, you've handled everyone very well, you know? So it's not like you haven't really been really, really, obviously like that one fight you were tested a little bit, but seven knockouts out of 10 is a pretty good fucking ratio, I think. But you don't know how you have to keep going with it and kind of, but that's, and, yeah. and and it's what I really like about professional boxing because even when I was with the amateur scene, you got the guys that win the Olympics and win this and win that, and some of them have done really amazing as pros now, and some of them have done really bad, mm. and because it's a whole different sport, they're coming to pro now thinking that because I was amazing amateur, I'm gonna be amazing as pro, yeah. nah. and now pros are the one where you're gonna make the money, yeah, and like for instance, if a good example is a kid called James Tennyson who. As an amateur, him out, right? <laughs> no, no, no. He's, I, I, me and him got on really well. We were, went to Azerbaijan. We were about 14, 15 as kids for the President's Cup. Didn't really see him in the whole amateur setup as an amateur then. He fought for a world title last year against Tevin Farmer two years ago, was it? Yeah, yeah. And now mm. he's just smashed some of the top British boxers oh, okay. kind of in evil. probably the best fight. Really hard puncher. Mm. He just had an evil knockout last he, week. Yeah, and he? and he actually got stopped by a journeyman very early in his career. Did it? Yeah, in his first like seven, no, mm. 10 or 11 fights. He got stopped and then came back and then got a world title shot. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just crazy, but completely di- like. But it's the, about development as a professional the from the start of your professional mm. career. Exactly. But it then really he never is. had really the amazing amateur career. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's like what kept him going as a pro because I don't think he was making money in them first 10 fights no, anyway. Probably not. And then I heard some crazy money that got called for for the uh, farmer. Farmer fight, yeah. yeah. Pop. Mm. Hey, yeah. Again, John O'Carroll is another one of them as well. Mm. was an amazing amateur and look what he's done as a pro now he's exciting to watch he every box farmer he boxed farmers <laughs> they both made a lot of money <laughs> he's a money machine yeah. don't box him <laughs> I might get down to lightweight yeah. Fuck. You, you fight at um, welterweight welterweight only but welterweight now no I'm going to go down I'm okay. still going down but again I took three years sort of out of the sport mm. and I want three years of development back yeah. into it I want to win a title at welterweight first mm. I don't know like as a as the fellow I'm fighting next week is next or a former WBC Asian champion. Mm. I could fight him for that. Yeah. This, if I had more notice for this fight, we could have made it eight or ten rounds and done it for the title. Yeah. You know, but this is if I get through him now, it puts me, I think, up on the W. Like because he's obviously a former WBC, mm. I think I get put on that well, register right, or something like that. So. I'm not really sure what way it works. But yeah. that's the start of the. How many person. rounds are you fighting? Six. Uh, six. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the thing as well, I was I was going to say before. Fighting in Dubai and being here a long time now, having a big like following fan base here and stuff that comes to the fights and they're like active there. Like for me, going to the Five Palm one, um, it's a cool atmosphere when you fight, you know, like when you have a lot of people there, they're all really into it and stuff. It's it's cool. Like I think it's a big draw for people to come watch you fight, especially here locally or in the region and stuff. Yeah. So I think even that, and then obviously this new one of Caesar's Palace, mm. it brings the imagination. I was listening to um, to Mike Tyson talk about his first fights before the world title fights. There were these fancy dinner shows, tuxedos, <laughs> everyone's coming, chandeliers, blah, blah. That's how Mike Tyson talks about it. Mm. And even that's what Caesar's Palace is going to be about. It's going to be quite extravagant. It's going to be a beautiful setting, a beautiful place. And you're the entertainment. You're the one that's bringing everyone there together to watch yeah, it. And then yeah. I've got a ridiculous amount of tickets sold already. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, but it makes the atmosphere cool, cool as well because the people you bring in 
are into it exactly like passionate and that's why it. and that's why other people get involved and like even like having a sponsor now of like of adidas now as a sponsor and stuff like that here in this region like growing up as a kid you're buying adidas you're wearing mm-hmm. it all that kind of thing and all of a sudden now they're um they're endorsing you now yeah. um and obviously that's a massive thing and it, that they see that i can bring massive crowds and that's why mm-hmm. they want to get involved yeah, with yeah. this level of the sport yeah so but i think um especially like after the five palm one and this one coming up it's like you were saying before, you hope it's they keep pushing in this kind of direction in the region and especially yeah. here and stuff. It, but yeah. they they work so far, you know. Like the ones that I've seen, when they put on the show right, they they there's a good outcome for them. They like yeah. really make a, a good show of it. It's the popularity of boxing just as a whole. Even someone I listened to another thing saying about MMA. Like you need to get the best MMA fighters to fight every other week to to have an amazing fight boxing anywhere in the world there can be a world title fight here a world mm. title fight here, a small hall show that's amazing in one part of the world there can be like 20 30 fights in a weekend happening all over the world at really high level yeah. but you're never going to get that in mma well no. not at the moment anyway. well, not right now yeah exactly especially with the injury don't let ben get started <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> and then obviously with it being brought over here there's a reason for it because there's event boxing is obviously such an event that a single person and obviously their opponent can draw that much attention mm. to it and it's the imagination of the public yeah that's what fighting is mm. and we've got like the expo here next year and we've got two new arenas Dhabi Dhabi and Coca-Cola Arena the expo what's going to be is obviously showing how great of a city this is mm. all the events the concerts everything like that they're going to need a boxing event bring yeah. these guys business guys over watch a boxing event show them the clubs show them this and that's going to happen that, mm. that, that Coca-Cola arena has got the same amount of seats as the O2 no? yeah 20,000 20, is it yeah so why would cool you not have it. someone mm. that's someone in the it's, UK that can draw a crowd over here it's you know a know? shame there will be a boxing event there Oh yeah, no, for sure. it's for sure. Yeah, it's a shame AJ Ruiz didn't get it there. Yeah, that, that was a bid, cool. weren't they? Yeah, we yeah. Like, how, imagine what that would have done for the economy. Mm. Like, if you think Mayweather when he used to fight in Vegas brought a billion dollars for the economy. So imagine they're paying a hundred million for Saudi, but imagine what's doing the economy. Okay, there's no alcohol there, but yeah, in other in tourism, hotels, everything. That's what that's what's going to. It's break. almost a waste having it there compared to here because the the problem is like it's bad to say because we're close to it, but. Um, being in Saudi, the response is obviously it's openly been pretty negative on some stuff, yeah. right? Like people are a little bit pissed off it was in the UK and stuff like that. But if they're like, "Hey, we're fighting in Dubai," people wouldn't have been so pissed off at it, right? See, the, like, the kind of fans that would have been able to afford the tickets for the Dubai one, probably the ones that come here on regular anyway. Yeah. So that probably wouldn't Dubai for Saudi. They don't see it as a negative right now. They're bringing in a completely different fan base for this. Do you think yeah. that's selling out though? Yeah. Do you think? There's a reason they put 16,000 seats into it. Is it 16,000? Yeah. I think that's going to sell out. Um, Yeah. They're going to have to do something amazing with the undercard. We're we're one day after. I was messaging both of you guys separately about this. How fucking weird was that press conference yesterday? I ain't seen it. You didn't watch it? I've not seen any of it. Um, Yeah, no, it was was interesting. But um, again, for Saudi, they see it as it's going to be something positive for them and for the future if you look at that it's going to bring grassroots sports to saudi as they said they want to set up academies mm-hmm. they like if you listen to the press conference they want to set up academies from this you've got to inspire youth and that's the idea of it yeah it was just so different than than what you normally see like when you see press conferences anywhere else in the world it's like 
there's a pretty set way of doing it. I think and that t- was so different. Yeah, but it, that's why I actually think that's why Eddie Hearn is such a poster boy for it all mm-hmm. because why, why he was sets it. Different? It. it was just such a different atmosphere there. Like it was, I don't know. It was just so boxy. I don't know. It was so like structured and like formal. Like yeah. at the end of it, they ended it with like. <laughs> we, the end of it was like oh we've got an after event with canapes <laughs> yeah. for the press or something and I was like it's not but like you it's just see, so you different should, the last one I did, I'm not against it obviously yeah. I'm not against like the I think a lot of people are like really negative about the Saudi thing and I think being here you're more open minded to yeah. it you know you're not too about about it. It. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but um, yeah, it's not again. like a negative thing being in Saudi we're like as soon as we heard we're like oh that's sick that's awesome and it's cool to think of it outside the US outside the UK something a bit different but it's just it's just weird how different it is obviously but it's cool it's cool to do something different like that but it's just a lot different (laughs) but sometimes different can be good it could be good for us if all of a sudden it brings all these mega fights over here if they can realise they can make 100 million off this or 3 or 4 million back home I'll tell you what else I said it's like super weird to watch firstly the weird part for me the weirdest thing that like stood out straight away and I was like, "What? this is crazy, is seeing AJ Ruiz officially doing a press conference in Saudi Arabia. I posted it. I'm like, looking at AJ be the number two. Yeah. Challenger. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is weird to see that. that. Did you see the one where in, from the first one, AJ's carrying all the belts and Ruiz is next to him. And then the second one, when Ruiz has got all the belts. <laughs> oh, and man, it's yeah. so crazy. weird, man. It's super strange, yeah. And it's weird. I It was exactly the same thing. Like, when you see AJ there standing with his arms crossed with no belts, deflated, give him you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think Ruiz is going to be passing him over as a joke. AJ looked serious. I think though. he looked very serious. But yeah. then I was wondering, like... Did he put it on or something? I don't know. Did he want to be there? But then again, look, if they're making 50 million each. Are they going to get taxed? Mm. They're going to keep their money in Saudi for the rest of their lives? Not bring it back to the UK and not get taxed on that? You know what I mean? If they made that kind of money in England, they'd be making 25 million after that. Mm. So. Yeah, it's crazy. They can just leave the money here and. Shame it didn't happen here, but anyway. You can understand what, yeah. Yeah. There'll be another one. Um, The last question I wanted to ask about this. I know you probably can't talk in too much detail about it and there's probably stuff you don't want to talk about, but um, did you change anything for the camp this time? Did everything go smooth? get good sparring obviously you got really good sparring in this time you i actually talked to ben about this you don't really focus too much on training for an opponent and stuff like that you the right not either. when there's limited information on the opponent mm. and I when there's yeah. limited sparring really but you get what you can get but you try to stick to what the principles of what we're trying to work on are yeah no matter who the opponent but it's really difficult when you've got completely different styles completely different levels so mm. but it's hard but we've we, this fight has been late notice, but we've been training a while. Yeah, mm. there was like that's the one, I was very lucky that I stayed. I always knew I was kind of coming down to sixty three as well. So in the back of my mind, I've just been keeping my weight right mm. with everything and just keeping discipline the whole time. Even if I was going out to enjoy myself on the weekend or whatever like that, I was still in the gym Sunday, yeah. Thursday over here, yeah. training, 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 making sure that I was in shape. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I was going out splurging the weekend, I eating whatever I want and stuff like that. Like it didn't make big much of a big deal no. until I, I I got wind of the fight. Then I was like, all right, I can take that. It's a good timing for me, start of September. Mm. Um, there's some big fights out there for the rest of the year as well. Yeah. At least this kind of opens the door, gives me 
something to start with, mm. and it, and it's history as well. Caesar's yeah. Palace, Dubai, yeah. it's yeah. it's for sure, it's massive. Yeah. yeah, we've got one probably one hard session left. Probably, yeah, yeah, one hard session left, and then we taper next week. But mm. we've timed it well again. Yeah, mm. for sure, feels good. It seems like it. To feels be honest, yeah, it like good. it really seems like past. Mm, few weeks i'm like oh shit this is coming you just get a good feeling you get a good feeling yeah Yeah. that's what that's that's where i remember i've I've slowed down the drinking and stuff like that and all Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and i've always been waiting for this big epiphany of like when am i going to feel absolutely amazing but now i've started to feel that tapering week is the week i feel because obviously your body is so sore the whole way through yeah you do taper week and all of a sudden like just before fights i'd be in london or something like that i was walking around i was just like i actually feel amazing mentally Mm. i'm so clear i'm ready to get in the ring my body feels amazing Mm. No pain in the hands, no pain in the back, all those yeah, kind of things. Fresh. And I'm just like, this is this must be what it feels like. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. This must be the this must be what it's like to be ready for. <laughs> yeah, that, not, not even that. You're, like, because obviously, I th- I do think before a fight, you're supposed to have something go wrong before it goes right. Like, I think that's in my mentality. That what every fight? Yeah, something has gone wrong. I had a cut. I've had to get stitches before a fight. I've um, bust my hand or done a load of different things. Like. And I just think that's normal. I've lost my suitcase before flying in for a fight. Oh, anything going wrong, man. Not like yeah, physically. Yeah, not physically, just man. Just literally anything. Yeah. Um, I had to pull fucking kids together and stuff. Car fine. You're like, okay, ready to fight now. Boxing's just a crazy sport, isn't it? It's so unnatural. It is. That's yeah. the whole thing the about it. The human body's not meant to do that. Yeah, you're not supposed to be like banging each other yeah, like the fuck in the head like that. And like, the more the more I've lived at the very start, when I obviously had stopped boxing, then went back into it, and I was kind of doing a lot with schools and kids and all that kind of stuff as well, and bringing kids to spar each other. And then I just and the parents were just like, "Is this normal?" And I, was, I, it started questioning myself. I goes, "I've just done this all my life. I don't know any different." And now I look at it back, and I'm like, "This is barbaric." Do you know what the funny thing is? <laughs> like when I stopped racing, like Love it, I, in Love the it. end, <laughs> in the end, I had like ten surgeries on my ankle. And when I stopped racing and like had a bit of time away from it, I was like what the fuck was I doing for like so, 20 years? Yeah, like man. break, I was breaking bones every year. And I was like, as soon as I break a bone first, you're like, ah, I don't really want to like go back and race, yeah. get back and like go and have surgery the next day. Like, all right, well, how long's recovery? And then you go back and do it again. Yeah. I'm like, as soon as I had a big time out of it, I was like, oh, this, that was fucking ridiculous. You just that don't know any dumb. different, didn't it? And that's yeah, the whole like, thing about it. Yeah. It like, like that oh, break was probably stupid. the best thing that ever happened to me. But then like, I look at what boxing gave me. It, it kept me out of so much trouble as yeah, a kid. Exactly, I was yeah. in so much trouble and I got so, I like, all that kind of things mm. but it kept me away from doing a lot worse than yeah, what I could yeah, have done yeah, yeah. Um, it got me a scholarship to university mm. I was very fortunate because my uh, what I got in school was not very good in school <laughs> no, no teacher no teacher would have thought I would have amounted to a whole lot yeah um, it's crazy going your scholarship as well pretty nuts yeah that was that was insane and like i was only about 17 16 as well i didn't really i didn't even know what the whole process was or anything so i was just kind of one of them i got help from a teacher and they helped us all that kind of stuff out and it was just it just came at the right time for me really and then i look at it gave me a platform then when i came over here of being a boxing so like i was known as the boxer kind of mm-hmm. guy and yeah. then that helped so much even when i was doing personal training at one stage or even mm-hmm. When you're going to, even you're talking to business, you're talking about your back, your past. Yeah. It's in boxing. It's, it's, um, it's a good conversation piece mm. anyway. Yeah. Um, sorry to jump back. We said we weren't going to do this much. But, That's cool. Um, we were talking about AJ Ruiz fight. Um, what do you reckon? Do you, 
we were saying could be interesting, right? Uh, well, actually, I've seen a picture of Ruiz and he looks out of shape. <laughs> Did you see what, that? more so? I was going to say. No. <laughs> what like, do you mean? The last before. time he was built. <laughs> yeah. He had like a spare tire there. He's got a full tire now. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's just the way. That, I'm he, never going like, to hear he's, that He's again. a 12-round fighter, though. It's mad. Somehow. It's, ow. And speed in his hands. I know. I need to take what they're taking. And he throws, he throws punches as well. A lot it's of them. Mad, isn't it? Somehow. It's crazy. I just think that's just the way he is. But he was saying the other day, if he got his diet right, he'd drop weight. But I'm like, would he be as effective a fighter though? I heard him talk banging on about like how, oh, when I finish that, I have some tackles, then I yeah, go yeah. do this. And yeah. then it's, just, yeah. it's just so natural. I think he just like embraces the heavyweight in him. Yeah, I'll stop. Sorry. Like, yeah. But, um, doesn't have to cut away he's like nah screw it Snickers I don't, I don't see I just don't see AJ just becoming this amazing boxer overnight uh, do you know what I, I thought and I'll stick by this and I don't know why but I think if that fight was in the UK in Wembley or one of those big stuff, I think mm. I think Joshua would have gone through him in a round or two mm. I just I just have this feeling that on the night in that occasion Joshua would have just ended up stopping him early in a round now in Saudi I can see the same thing happening again. I can see you different environments. Exactly. Is, is he going to do... I can see Ruiz winning again. If you, when you talk about um, when Ali and all that kind of fought in these amazing, big, epic fights, they put themselves in that environment for a long time as yeah, well. Mm. Yeah. And is he going to go do that? Yeah. Why would he Would he do that? Well, that He's was, used to Sheffield. Ali, used, yeah. Ali Foreman, he, that was meant to be... He stayed out there for like 14 weeks or something. He got like a cut really? though, didn't he? And then he got injured. Foreman, he broke his, ha- Foreman no, his hand. Got, was it his hand? I thought he got a cut. So maybe, maybe actually. And then that to postpone it, but they stayed there, didn't yeah. they? And That's they just crazy. they got accustomed really? to the, they just they wanted it to feel like a home yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. That they said that was the advantage they were going yeah. to get. Would you? Um, but Joshua spends a lot of time in Dubai, no? Yeah, a lot. In the I Middle think. East. He's I know here it's at different environment. Is different. Like, yeah, yeah. I think he's here at the moment. Is he? Yeah, apparently. Uh, I thought he's in London. No, not for the, the press conference. Alley thing. That was ages ago. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I thought he was here at the moment. Never mind. I thought he was training here with Mo today. Mate, I think everyone's got a picture of him, like, throwing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's everywhere at the moment. What, with, like Mo, with, Mo, with Mo? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it'd be cool to go out for it. Like, I think it's cool to see big fights like this in the region. I'm waiting to see what they're going to drop for ticket pricing. That's why I'm waiting. We had to fuck about that last yeah. week. How it's much going to be $1,000. That's what we said. <laughs> That's what we said, yeah. yeah. One point. Yeah, I reckon. Cause um, maybe not. The average UK fan isn't got. You got Christmas coming up. You're not going to yeah. fly out. I think maybe if anything, maybe less than a thousand dollars. If anything. Well, this is the thing as well. Dubai flights right now are so cheap. Yeah. What from, to from UK, No, from UK to Dubai. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like right now are so cheap, and is that, that's, that's for nothing, tourism and stuff. Right. I don't. I don't. I haven't, I haven't looked no, they said five hundred, six hundred dirham or something. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if they keep it around that, you can see people being able to afford the flight, but then they take it on top of that, and then. Yeah. What are they going to charge heavy for water over there? And like, do you think most people do the fight and then fly straight back? Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. Fly, yeah. You're straight back to stay Dubai. there. Right? You're not going to stay in Paris. And... No. Well. Well. <laughs> well. They're, they're you hoping. You have a whale of a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see it hanging around. But yeah, yeah, it's weird. I guess people are going to fly in, fly back the next day, pretty much. Fly I think the people that are going to be going to it, it's going to be obviously a lot of US fans. Yeah. Are they going to stay in Saudi and then, or a lot of them will know about Dubai? You know what I mean? Like Dubai yeah. has now become Past such a, a hot topic. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Like the the you hear Eddie Hearn talking about it and stuff. It's cool that it's um, in the region and stuff like that. But it's 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 so different that it's going to be interesting regardless. Almost, yeah, you know? it's the like unknown. It's weird to see it being inside. That's what I mean. Like. Watching the pe- press conference as well, you're like, this is so crazy. Like, I hate you're in Saudi but at this, the moment. This is the only this. thing that 
frustrates me. It's sometimes like you see all these amazing fights and then the O2 and all this kind of stuff back in the UK and a lot of them give out actually about being at like Wembley at one of them stadium ones and you mm. can't see a thing. You can't actually yeah, see yeah, the ring. Yeah. Stadium you know, fights are shit. Absolute, absolutely packed. Yeah, and then they're giving out that, oh, why isn't he fighting in these kind of stadium yeah. fights? Like, for, like it's amazing for the boxers because they make the most money off them mm. ones. But for a fan, it's not that great to go watch it. Everyone just gets pissed up and all this kind of stuff. The small hall shows are the best ones to go to if you're a boxing fan. Well, this is there was talks when Tyson Fury was the champion to fight Klitschko on a yacht out here. Yeah, and they 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 gave out like crazy about that. But I'm like, if I was a boxer. That'd be sick. Really? They said it was a yeah. million dollars a ticket. 120 people are allowed on it. Fuck. Yeah, I remember God. it was for, yeah. That's remember, cool. Remember, and that's pretty that. bad. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty that's And cool. I remember Tyson Fury talking about that yeah. as well. And then that's like the thing is, I, no, I think happen. he actually said it really recently talking about it again. But like, that's when they're talking about the Saudi thing. It's like, why, why would you not want to like, at the end, okay, so, like, why would you not want to do something yeah. that's unique? Something you know different. what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I just think it's a bit, I can sympathize with the fans, but I think it's a bit of kicking the teeth for the fans, if anything. Because these people used to Joshua fighting on the home and paid every him, time. Back in, I agree with that. Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, I'm just going for the money." Like, I can un- I can understand that. I can understand that. But boxing wise and business wise, yeah, yeah, it's a no brainer. So different, yeah, it's a no brainer. Um, did you both watch the Loma Campbell fight? We did yeah. Should we move yeah. on to that now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we got to recap that because our did. prediction was. I'd say it was way off. I don't know. You don't think? I watched it right, and you said to me, "Oh, because I didn't watch it at the time, I fell asleep, <laughs> <laughs> fell asleep after podcast." It was a long after podcast. our eight-hour podcast yeah, yeah. last time. I was knackered. Yeah. No, but you know what we said about um, Campbell having to keep it long to win, having yeah. to do that. He did do that. He kept it as yeah. long as possible. It was hard for Lomachenko to as, walk in on him. He did as good as he could have, and uh, it's not good enough to beat Lomachenko. No, but, no. and there's no shame in that. No. He did exactly what he had to do. He boxed well. It's just he not did good, good though. It's weird, right? Yeah. He's weird that he is the perfect dynamics, I think, or perfect setup to beat Lomachenko. Mm. There's no one else with that frame, with that ability, and now with that strength. Like, he doesn't have that much strength, but... No, but he's a lot bigger than Lomachenko. A lot though, bigger, and he was able to push him back. There's no other southpaw like that in the world. No. So, can there be... a southpaw, which is probably more awkward for Lomachenko. Can there be now... Another I'm boxer that'll be able to do that? He'll lose going up in weight. It's the only way. How far does he go up in weight? I don't think he... W- I, don't, I don't know if he will. He's talking about going down. Like yeah, he he boxed 64 kilos as an amateur. No. So, yeah? No. 64 for the Olympics. 56, no? 64, no? No. no Good job. Have to, I'll have to check that. Good, yeah, yeah, Good maybe. job not hard on the facts. <laughs> uh, but I, I should have yeah. known I was a big advocate of amateur boxing, but... but um, no, you're probably right. Ben's definitely. <laughs> no, he's um, yeah. If you're, uh, he's talking about going back down. Mm. But I think the only way I'll lo- we spoke about it last week. The only mm. way he'll lose is going up and against a bigger guy that can punch a bit. I think. I'll tell you what I did think. This is why I said I thought we were way off with it. This is the only reason. Um, he, I think Campbell did what he could have, and he did well. Like I was really impressed. I think. Um, but he lost ten rounds out of twelve, probably. Nine yeah. Rounds. But yeah, go on. Sorry. They, no, he sorry. did. I I don't disagree with that. Like he lost. They were just. They were just close rounds. Like you give it to him, give it to him, give it to him. He just chipped away. Close is, rounds, but easy to score for Lomachenko. Yeah. I think. Mostly. No, no, I yeah. agree with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But you're like he's not like he's in it. He's in it. He's in it. And then it just wasn't that much to it. Well, this is what I was gonna say. I don't think it was Loma's best fight. It wasn't like he was just steady. That's that's why I probably give Campbell a little bit more credit than he deserves for winning 
three out of 12 rounds because no, he did make it difficult for Lomachenko. Campbell didn't allow him to fight his game plan, which is ama- which is an amazing thing to do mm. and still got pretty much Comfort- for the fight. Comfortably yeah. beaten. Yeah. Like Comfort- the adaption of like Lomachenko is amazing for someone that big. If you're thinking of like the size difference of like when Oscar de Hoyf boxed Manny Pacquiao that time yeah. and Manny Pacquiao adapted to it but to a very weakened yeah he was weight drained Hoyer. he was he was he was very weakened Lomachenko or what's his name um, Campbell Campbell was at the best of his peak yeah, ability yeah. Hmm. so you think comparison them two together that, that's why yeah. you've probably yeah. got to give Campbell probably a little bit of credit even though he lost 9 out of 12 rounds mm. yeah because he nullified Lomachenko's best work really didn't he but that's a physical thing I think because of his size because yeah, of his yeah, reach yeah. and that what did we say about that long right hand he was going to try and keep him at bay with that long yeah, right hand and yeah. make it hard to reach him he did, that, good. He did, he did do good, that yeah. he did do he did, that yeah. and I think Lomachenko said after um, they were saying because his dad in the corner I, re- I heard this on another podcast this, and they said uh, his dad was asking him oh, to throw more punches and he was saying your dad in the corner was saying throw more punches he was like he was too fucking tall I couldn't Oh, really? Yeah. I heard something actually. This is something that because I told you right. I watched it without the commentary on, and I watched it just like you hear the guys at the corner, and then the crowd, and that was it. And it's quite a good way to watch fights. So you get no like, no sway in, you know, bias, and watch yeah. a bias yeah. or whatever. Um, but I heard way, yeah. when he came back into the corner, there was a few rounds, and I was watching. I was like, when Campbell was light on his feet he automatically looked way better. Like he would do something like, you know, when you go from like front foot, back foot, front foot, back foot, and like kind of walking around and then, you know, hopping around the the ring a bit, then going to like really on both foot being poppy and stuff. Yeah. As soon as he went like that, he was a different fighter. Yeah, he'd be standing in front of Lomachenko and make it a bit yeah, easier yeah. to do. But do you know- and he was in he... and out, in and out. And I was like, oh, he could do something with that. But he what, didn't do enough of it. You see how much how, um, we were talking about that last week as well. I actually tried the body shots. Yeah. Campbell was going for the body yeah. a lot, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Loads and of body shots. He hurt him supposedly And for that tall, fight. for someone that tall as well, that it's was hard. obviously a game plan. Yeah, for To sure. hit his body. It's not natural like that. To hit his no. body was a good yeah. game plan. But we yeah. said that last week, didn't we? Mm. About yeah. trying to hit his body. Linares tried to hit his body. In uh, a few fighters have tried yeah. to just distinctly gone for his body mm. Mm. yeah I rem- yeah, I remember yeah. him trying it mm. and like uh, how hard it is to do even I was listening to Luke Campbell after the fight saying that's the first time he's ever been hit to the body mm. bear in mind he's what 20 something fights as a pro and Olympic gold medal Yeah, yeah. and he it's the first dropped, time he got dropped, got dropped with it yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, the first yeah. time in that many fights just shows how hard it is to throw yeah. a clean crisp and body he was, shot he was lucky to get out of the fifth round I think he was just at the right mm. time the bell came. He was like mm. getting rock, getting wobbled, ch- but he running buzzed away Lomachenko from it. in the seventh round, didn't he? Himself? Yeah, himself. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was a pretty. I don't think it was. I don't think it was as exciting as what the fight could have been. I think Loma's. Oh no! Off. If you're a boxing fan, that was a technical, very yeah, good fight to watch. But it wasn't like exciting, the high. No, but the thing is, excitement levels. Like for a boxing casual who doesn't really know yeah. what, which most people are. <laughs> But that's not enjoyable. That's the problem with pro boxing is that you can get this could be our next point, and I don't know if it is, but these two YouTubers fighting that <laughs> everyone wants to watch because of why? the unknown. Because we're just people that are curious, isn't it? Why do we why do we do anything as humans, you know what I mean? But two it, guys it, fighting as well. Two guys yeah, fighting and just random guys and mm. they've made their own celebrity out somewhere else. Yeah. Like I don't knock it, but I do think it does it brings the sport back back in so many ways but then i look mm-hmm. at people like me as well that like 
you could make money f- like out of these kind of things. You know what's, what more of of a, what's more of a freak show? KSI and Logan Paul's a professional fight or Mayweather and McGregor? I was thinking the same thing. Mm. See that? Yeah, I, I can't. I think... They're both as bad as each other. But I think McGregor's level of boxing was very high for that fight. Shit. No, that's just... Like, you don't Disagree. take... I do think there was some level of... He was fucking pre- 25 pounds heavier for a start. That's not getting to mass- that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. But <laughs> we'll do that another show. Yeah, if you're in the crowd watching that fight, you are looking at some spectacular Which skills. One? The Lomachenko and Campbell fight, yeah? yeah? And if you're a real big boxer... Like, as me, me coming from the amateurs, I know quite a lot of the amateurs. And I used to study them, watch them. I used to be in training camps with these guys. Ukraines, Russian, Russians, everything. And you're looking at some of the amazing skills that these guys were able to pull off. And then that was at the highest level of boxing there the other night. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. the only okay. thing I think about it is like it was because every round was like watching them figure each other out. Like every round, there was no round that was like but, really But you got to remember way. as well, they've also watched each other yeah. in every aspect of that as well. So it's not even that they're trying to figure each other out. They already know each other, mm. but now they're trying to figure out the tactic against each other. that was against them yeah, being yeah. put out, yeah. again being thought. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. live. Yeah. But when the, things are happening. At high tempo. Yeah, that was no slow happening. tempo, that fight. No. But the only thing I would, the only thing I thought when I was watching is I don't think it was Loma's best best it wasn't self because Campbell that, that's why they say Campbell had a major reason he couldn't yeah. let you, well, he couldn't throw com- clusters of punches but there was one point where he started to look more like himself and I was like oh shit here we go yeah and it was like but that's, was credit, that's like credit that. for Campbell I think for he was faded though at that round I think I remember the round it was quite late yeah mm. and he looked very that's good awesome. but I imagine he knew he didn't have it in the tank as well so he didn't go for that yeah kill. Because, yeah. like, why would you risk it now when there's four or five more rounds yeah, to go? He yeah. looked really good when he's up close, didn't he? Spinning around the sides and stuff yeah, like that. And Campbell yeah. had him at long range, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Which yeah, is the only true. way he could have won. Yeah. But it just wasn't good enough, was it? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say as well. He needed, like, to beat him, it would have been that exact game plan he came with with a few tweaks, like, really making sure he was well covered, but an extra something. Like, it's he needed weird. a big yeah. extra something. It's weird, isn't it? It's like a contradiction in terms because we're like, Campbell's boxed really well and only won three rounds it weren't Lomachenko's best performance yeah. yet we're talking about Lomachenko easily winning the fight and but it but oh he weren't yeah, very good yeah yeah and it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's surely we've got to give him credit for winning nine out of 12 rounds yeah, when he didn't yeah, box yeah. very well and then you, anyone that you really anyone that you can guy. think of of his amazing skill or an amazing fighter to watch Lomachenko just took out in yeah. the last 10 12 fights yeah you know what I mean? well, like if you think he made four of them quit yeah, you know, what I mean? like, yeah. well, like, the, yeah. another thing stuck with me as well when I was watching it was like, I remember Ben said before he's one of one. You know, he's like his style is only him. You may not see anyone fight like that. You know? Well, and very it's like, unique. Then yeah. again, this is the difference as well. So, um, Campbell actually said this after the fight as well that this kid from four years old was bred into this. Mm. Like he's a, dev- a product of his father putting him like that. We now have parents that have all the information in the world to do the same thing mm. if you think about it, there isn't yeah, it was so what kind of kids are going to come out in the future yeah, yeah. i do think boxing is going to de- decline though really kids are not as tough that's true there's no such thing as they'll be playing vr boxing there's going to be you not think because that's where we live that you think that but there's not like, it's such if, a when you culture. talk about like canelo and gigi coming from these tough tough places yeah they're not really like that anymore do you think 
I see what you're there's saying. There's more, like, like if you, you think been to Philadelphia. When, no, Philly, okay. Philly was you know I'm tough. Saying. Yeah, that is true. But for instance, like back home in England now, when they're saying, oh, they come from the real tough, okay, get these tough times. But there's social it's services now. Easier. There is, there's you're grants, saying. there's government yeah. things. You know what I mean? There's a number but, of things. But, but and at the same time, there's better coaching. There's better facilities. So There's so many more options for kids to do other stuff. That is very true. That a kid that can literally true. learn something on YouTube now and then. That you're, you're saying like <laughs> you building a fucking car. <laughs> Go on, what's this? Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I want to hear this. What is this? I was looking for the road. He was like, "What is your little side project?" But when you finish boxing, I was like, "I'm gonna buy like an empty shell of like a, an old like 1975 Mustang and like do it up." And I, <laughs> said, I said, "Do you know fuck all about cars?" He went, "I'll just look on YouTube." <laughs> And you know the worst thing? I can picture the fucking flash. Like, I'll, be there with a, I'll be there with a hammer and a screwdriver. Right? It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. One of his hair brains. No skates. idea. Massive fucking beer belly working on this fucking old shit. Yeah, it's been about 10 years now. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to get back into boxing to make some money. Documentary yeah, crew filming him like what he did when yeah. he finished boxing. Yeah, life after boxing. Yeah. Just Fuck underneath this car, man. Yeah. Um, you, you put out a thing on Instagram... <clears throat> Yeah. Can we go on to that? Can we talk about the just one other fight on that card? Yeah. Oh, the, sorry. Uh, yeah, Charlie yeah. Edwards and yeah. Ag- Aguilar. Yeah. 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 Do you see that? Oh, crazy. Right. Do you agree or don't agree with WBC? I don't. I disagree because I think that's a disqualification. I think that's a DQ. For the oh no way. That's a that's a DQ in my opinion. That shouldn't have gone. That shouldn't have been a no contest. It shouldn't have been Aguilar got the belt straight away. That should have been. He couldn't recover from that punch. It was an illegal punch. Ridiculous ridiculous but he was hurt he was all that before that yeah yeah so and the referee counted him out that, no yeah no, he took a knee and, and after about three or four seconds it wasn't Aguilar three or four seconds oh, there two was seconds mate in boxing it's milliseconds have a look at it but he okay. was down he walked around the side of him then for a punch and then uh, and then the referee counted 10 seconds yeah no yeah so imagine when before there was var he won't be, he won't and there was world cup penalties and there's world cup this that and the other there was no var and the decisions were made by the referee on the night, and that was that was the final decision for the match. Yeah, but that's, that's the not, way sport yeah. is. Not all of a sudden now that. We've yeah, got, but yeah, what? but if there's a breach of the rules, though. What happened after the fight? There was something weird about the belt being taken by. No, yeah, the, the referee counted Edwards out, and they announced Aguilar the new champion, and then the WBC overturned the the um, result in the ring and ruled it a no contest. And that was the final. And then I, Edward, no, and no, Edwards was a champion. Then he keeps the title. So they said Aguilar won, basically give him the title and then the no Took contest, they had to give it back. And now what is it? He's the champion, it's a no so contest. Sure it's a no contest. He's the champion yeah. still. But it's a disqualification anyway. Yeah. But did you see him after when they said them, you know when you see like serial killers and that and they ask, them a, they ask a question, someone's really guilty, they repeat the question before they answer it. <laughs> you seen that? They said to Edwards, will you give him a rematch? He went, will I give him a rematch? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that shit. Nah, because the <laughs> thing is, he was hurt before that. He was badly hurt. I, I don't know if Charlie, I don't know if Edward in came in back. It don't matter. It don't matter how badly he was hurt. That punch was so late. I think I need to watch it again. Yeah, it's just so late. I just think that if it happens, like, I, that's what I think about fighting. If it happens on the night, it just, it happens. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just but it no, depends. Fighting, there's, it's like... Mate, if, if you get hit when you're on the floor and lose your world title, you wouldn't be saying that. You wouldn't be what, saying, what, oh, no. it is what it is. Let's yeah. have a look back. What, what was he on the floor, on the floor? Mate, Bam. he took a knee. He was under a barrage of punches. He took ah. a knee and he went down. He breathed in. He relaxed. And the guy walked around the side and threw a big body shot when he was down and crippled him, basically. And um, 
Yeah, the referee started counting. I was like, why is the ref- how can the referee miss that for a start? Yeah. yeah. It was but then, so but then that's late, the whole man. thing about like, that's the excitement about sport. Sport is exciting because the un- that's uncertainty, but like the excitement of something like that. And then... I forgot that's about why this. the rules are in place. So. I forgot yeah. about this. Before we were going to move on, I forgot about... That's that's pretty crazy though. And it's like, there should be something more in place that like, how is there's just one but, guy who's but, like, no, no, no contest. Oh no, let's take it back. Let's do it. Like, no, I think there's a a clause or a rule in WBC where they can use replays. Yeah, just WBC. Fuck. But that's not yeah. a UK rule. Yeah, yeah. And it was on the British Boxing Border Control show. So... If he appealed it... So I could, never, I asked him... Would well, you think he'll get an automatic rematch? I think he's going to have to rematch him anyway for... But I wouldn't he want, I wouldn't want to rematch him. He's not going to want any part of that. No. He was getting beaten up, to be fair. Yeah. Like, he was starting to land punches. I don't, that's what shots. I don't know if Charlie just came out thinking it was going to be an easy fight for him but you what, know what but we keep talking about like without going too much detail you know what we keep talking about how you've got to change the speed of your jab and stuff yeah. Edwards' jab is so good really sharp you know his textbook but he always throws it the same speed. but the first <laughs> world really fast, the really first fast, world really title he went to that's when he got caught out Castillo yeah. was it Casimiro yeah. Casimiro that's it yeah. what, what would you say then like if it's if he's got super fast like it couldn't be faster let's say yeah, but, every yeah, jab yeah. comes out mm. as fast as it can be mm. really poppy mm. would you say that's worse than being like reach out Definitely. gauge distance bang that is what happened yeah. If you keep throwing, the, if you keep throwing the jab at the same speed from the same angles in the same it. place all the time, your opponent will read it, mm. and you'll get countered, or it will just hit gloves, yeah. and then your opponent can get a bit closer, start reading it, start counting. If you mix it up, head body, a little bit of different speed, double mm. it, touch, singles, fire it sharp. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bit more unreadable, and he's jab really good, but it's not very varied. Mm. It'd be interesting, like especially with that, the rematch could be pretty big, I guess. Yeah, probably I'll probably put it on one of these massive shows yeah, at the O2 again yeah. as a, on the undercard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it'd be big. It'd be interesting now because the narrative. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch back. I think fight. I want to see. it Yeah, you again. should see. Yeah, yeah, because I remember watching it briefly, but we're a bit of a state the next day, so yeah. I just oh, breezed mate, over. It. I'm not ashamed to say I fell asleep in the um, <laughs> well, Huey Fury and um, Povetkin. I d- I heard like uh, heard some rumors after the last podcast. What's that? I haven't told you this one. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> he leaves there confident. He's, no, no, I've been here loads of times. I've done training here before. No, I've been here before. No, no. Tells, tells Derek, I know the way home. Don't don't worry about Google Maps. Apparently, they were doing fucking oh, donuts around here. They were doing oh, yeah, moves yeah, yeah. for about two and a half it's hours. It's hard to get out of here, though. Not really. No. <laughs> it's hard to get in, isn't it, Ryan? Yeah. He's trying to find his way home. <laughs> don't know oh, why you live. I don't know why you're in downtown. It's not easy to get here. It's not. How dare you? We'll, we'll, we'll change the studio next time. <laughs> Good deal. Um, ben put a question out on Instagram. Yeah. Should we go to questions? Uh, we, yeah. Yeah. Should we go to questions? Yeah. We've got the three best ones. We, we actually have one from Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> we had quite a lot, to be fair. Be yeah, that was them. cool. I was actually really surprised. I think I said to you before, I hadn't asked you until like half an hour before we started. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I'm just uh, finding them, just find, just there's loads them. of people that came back with it, which is cool. Yeah, so we should do this um, stuff like this more often for the next ones. Yeah, should we make this a thing? Mm. Okay, so we'll not, first up. one, really interesting boxing question. Mm. Really interesting from Danny, Danny Duggan, who would win in a fight between a gorilla and a grizzly bear? Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Gorilla, oh, mate. It's a hundred percent a gorilla, mate. A point, I they, like point? a proper like. 
Silverback <laughs> thing, yeah. Points. Points. <laughs> Are they ready to head guards? <laughs> Amateur or pro? I'll tell you what. you got to be a bit more specific, Danny. You're not going to KO a fucking grizzly bear. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Mate, Khabib did it. <laughs> <laughs> as a baby as well. It's still a bear yeah, of it. It's still a would Khabib beat a gorilla? I don't oh, know. That's a <laughs> Those arms are long. That's a part two to the question. Fuck. All right, so what we got there? I've got, I'm going gorilla. Gorilla, yeah. <sighs> wait, wait see, hold right. on, wait. <laughs> right, have no, you, have you ever question. seen the Reverend I'm with going the bear? Gorilla, I'm going gorilla, 115, 113 on points. I've got, no, I've got a massive question you guys are overlooking. They're wearing boxing gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not MMA four ounces. No, so, right. yeah. yeah, gorilla. It's grappling gorilla. and that. No, the so, bear so can't really use his... Mark is a Queensbury rules. <laughs> gorilla give us question number yeah. two yeah this is hey, uh, <laughs> you've got completely off the top right, no you know why just because Ben keeps adding on the rules that they have to fight with him, yeah. he's gonna go into fucking ring sizes <laughs> alright so we touched on this before yeah so from Charlie Boy 888 um, thoughts on Hearn selling out and promoting KSI's fight uh, with Billy Joe Saunders possibly supporting he'd be raging if he was in what's your thoughts on that what yeah, so KSI. Saunders is so KSI is under, under a Never. Saunders is possibly. I don't. It's not. I don't think it's announced that he is on the undercard. Or I think the speculation no, about it is to see what the public's reaction but is. But oh, I don't God. think the KSI and Logan Paul fight will be the main event. No, they will. No, I don't think to it will. Keep the crowd there. I don't think so. Well, I already heard Eddie Hearn say today that he wants to make an amazing spectacle underneath of like the undercard. Because he wants to give these guys a brand new audience. If you think about it, Billy Joe now needs to become a name in the US before he gets the Canelo and Gigi fights. Is this in America? Yeah, on, Los Angeles. On the zone? In Los Angeles. Oh, is it? Yeah, in um, the what's one that... Um, Staples. Tyson, yeah, Staples. I'm not on board. I'm going to go a big swing. It's almost an insult to boxing to put... Saunders on an undercard of two YouTubers. I kind of, yeah. And who does he fight? I'm then? not. Because can it be a world who? title? I, f- I do think it makes for a mockery to sport a, a little bit. For a main event? No, but him as an undercard, who's he going to fight that's it not? Won't, it won't be. They'll be the undercard. No. I think so. 100%. Mate, they made like 40 million in Manchester. I no don't, way. I don't. Yeah, do there's a million, yeah. million buys on a YouTube pay per view. Holy isn't it? shit. Yeah, yeah at like, what, 40 quid? Is. Well, nah, how much is the buy? Tenor, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? That's insane. Oh, wait, they're fighting They're so fighting a proper. Pro, yeah. They're really? Both, they're both turn pro now. Fuck's sakes. Which, which, like, they can afford now to give themselves the best of everything. You know what I mean? Going forward. Like, I, I always got to say fair play Bro's to on them. This. He's fucking oh, no, no, super it's annoying. It's a little it's bit annoying <laughs> that he's backing it so much. It's the way the world works right now, isn't it? People mm. go where the No, I agree is. with that, but we don't have to like it. You know it. why? No. You know why it's annoying? Because he has way more of a say in this yeah, than we do. Well, no, what annoys me is like training for 20 years and then... Yeah, that happens then. You know, I'm waiting for that. Million. I'm waiting for that 20 million payday. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's not corner. really a boxing match, is it? Do you know what I mean? That's the way I'd look at it as well. Yeah, it's exactly. an entertainment. So, so it doesn't bother me that much. Yeah, it's more. Not it's an I entertainment spectacle. Yeah, like it is. But, what it is. but to have Saunders on an undercard, I can't, I can't get annoyed by it because I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but if, it if you ha- if not that bothered, if Hearn puts Saunders on an undercard of that fight, you'll be annoyed. Yeah, but I bet you there's gonna be an even bigger name as well yeah, on that undercard. Yeah, but <sighs> he's a big name now. Billy, yeah, but in UK, but he's up. Like the thing is, no one in America at that weight wants to call out Billy Joe Saunders. 
he no almost I don't think anyone wants to fight him. Uh, super middle they do, I'd say. Yeah, it's super but yeah. when he was down at middle there was no one. Yeah. This is a good yeah, question. He was struggling to get the big fight, so who, who would, why would you want to fight him though? He's yeah. like he's hard to fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For Southpaw. Yeah. I think, I think he is. So. But it's just that he's so elusive Very and good he box. can punch. Really good boxer. But he has to get a big fight. He's a trap setter. We're talking about trap setters before. Yeah. You make a mistake, you get punished. It's just so natural to him. Yeah. But he has to he has to eventually get the he has to set him up with big fights eventually, right? What Saunders? Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what weight he's gonna fight out there. Hmm. I'm not sure. I don't know what. I don't think he'll be back up at super middleweight again, will he? Well, if he is, it won't be a. Who's he going to fight? In the UK, uh, where? Callum Smith. Callum Smith in the UK. They're saying in uh, Anfield. That'd be a great fight. I'd like that. But I, I'd it? fancy Smith at super middle. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, the answers to questions. I'm not. I can't waste too much time thinking about that. No. Them two. Them two. Okay, no. that's fair enough. Yeah. Like, it was a good question, but it sounded like you made up the name of the person who asked. Not what Charlie Boy A A A. Sounds like him. a made up Twitter account. <laughs> I actually know him. I've done a bit of training with him. Oh, okay. Well, right, question um, number three. Question. question number three is uh, from Toby Martin. He trains in the gym. Is Usyk going to win a world title at heavyweight? I don't think so. I don't Do think not. so. You were saying earlier he's 32, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so think about it. He's quite old. old for heavyweight. But, he, okay, how many fights does a heavyweight have? Two a year? He's yeah. probably going to have to have three, four, yeah? Mm. Who does he fight that's in around the pot right now? Why would they fight no. him yeah. when they could be fighting Ruiz, Dante, mm. Fury, and making money? Bear in he, he was going to fight. I heard he was fighting Takam. No, he's fighting Spong. Yeah, uh, Tyrone Spong, yeah. But um, Takam's fight got announced and he weren't the opponent, was he? And no. everyone was like, oh, he's not fighting him. Who's he fighting? Bear in mind, Ben hates heavyweight boxing. Oh, I but. don't hate it. It's just, I just like <laughs> But Uzik is probably fights. the most skilled in that weight now. Very skilled. He is the most skilled. More than Fury? Is he too small? Too small. Hmm. A little too bit. small. You know what? And Against, like, Joshua he's going to get... Like, Fury, 6'9". He'll look tiny. Yeah. Oh, that would be he's ridiculous. Small. Yeah, yeah. Because, you see, Tyson Fury's not going to get tired. So no. you'd wait. You'd want someone like tactical like that to wait for like Tony Bellew, who wait to get tired. Fury's not going to get tired. The problem is as well, right? He bef- he's going to even struggle to get one of those fights because imagine for the next at least the next year, those top four now are going to shuffle them out. Even if Ruiz loses the rematch, he's going to be in the mix now. He won that one. Yeah, I agree with that. And those four are going to have to imagine how long it took. For Joshua to get in the mix. He hasn't even fought Fury or Wilder yet. And, and got, he has and to fight got one. The, I could see him in with someone like... Chisora is a great fight for Pulev, yeah. Chisora White maybe. Yeah. Chisora White and they sell out the UK. The, over you, know, the like next, the, you know the B level. White would take No, it. they're not B level. It's just Who? that... Like, uh, Dylan White's not B level. I reckon he, he? he's... Dylan White could be he's a level Joshua competitor. now. He's, no. Nah. He could beat Ruiz. I think he's mm. B level. I think he's I think he's A and, level and, and, and those are A star and Joseph level. Parker he's there as well. Well, they're having he's having a great fight coming up soon, isn't he? Who's he fighting? I but he, I don't think anyone's. If I just made that up, <laughs> no, Parker has a good fight coming up. But geez, I can't remember. No. I don't. I don't think anyone's on the level of those four. And yeah, and then there's a yeah, but you know, like so for the next while. The heavyweight division is tied for the next two to three years. Yeah, I was going to say. They're going to stretch it. They're going to stretch it out. And then what? He's 35 at that age. Is he going to 
then get a chance. I think the best situation that happens is Ruiz actually beats Joshua, number two. The WBO, I think, are going to strip, or the IBF is going to strip Ruiz then for not defending straight away. Mm. So then Tyson Fury will get on that belt. Tyson Fury, Dante, and Ruiz then will take all their mandatories. <laughs> There's three years there, yeah. nearly down the line. This is specific, by the way. Very specific. Very. Yeah. yeah. And then that's Ron's when he already act- stripped the RDF have already stripped Ruiz at that title and he ain't even won it yet. He's moved on. He was already. going to get stripped for this fight. That's yeah, true. They stripped, was it the RDF or the W? They stripped Fury, didn't they? Like right mm-hmm. after Klitschko. Yeah, for not having yeah. the mandatory, not organizing away, the mandatory. Even, yeah. yeah, even well, yeah, like, all, all these guys have to do, I think, is pay the f- sanctioning fee and they get to keep the belt, but they prefer to vacate. That's it. crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm, I, I'm speculating that. I don't mm-hmm. know for definite. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a no to answer. I think. No. I reckon it's a no as well. Does he drop down to European no, levels? You know this. what I mean? Like, where is his not, level? Not then? for the next three years. Not for the next and three years. It's almost too late. I think it's. I think it's. A, I think the heavyweight division looks better if Joshua beats Ruiz. Well, then it's a triangle, then. Yeah. But then I don't think Tyson Fury think and Joshua will never happen. What's well, so I think the triangle between Wilder, Fury, Fury and Joshua is better than Wilder, Fury and Ruiz. But no, Imagine Fury no. view Ruiz, how boring that yeah. fight No, okay, okay. Horrible. They, well, I don't even think they'll ever fight each other. I think Ruiz will fight the B classes and spread the belts. Again. Think, yeah. Fury will fight some of the B classes, maybe even, okay. Pulev, all them guys are too old now, Ortiz, Pulev, this. Chisora and Dylan White, maybe. But they'd be good fights for Ruiz. Do you know what? And I'm on board with Ben. I reckon AJ winning the rematch, that will have been his hiccup. And then the next two years are and just going to be And then we can carnage. go back to the excitement what it yeah, was before yeah. between them three be guys. Cool. It, that looks better for me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, just, there needs yeah. to be another big heavyweight there and there just isn't another yeah. another guy. I mean, and I think the heavyweight division at the moment looks better than it has yeah, for yeah. ages. Ever. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad that they've all just come out together, isn't yeah, it? Know. Like there was even talks of Klitschko coming back. Jeez. Just leave He's it. Done. Well, He's does, done. I think the zone offered him something good and <sighs> there was talks. Him and Usyk. That's a great fight. That is <laughs> a great fight. Let's make it happen. <laughs> you heard right it here. here. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to have to wrap up. All right, man. What's on the plan next week? Chill. Taper off this week. Get ready for the fight next week. Hopefully this is the start of a big fight. I know it's gone Dubai Sports TV. It's on Dubai Sports, yeah. Yeah, IFL. And live on YouTube, yeah, IFL. Um, so I'm hoping people That's catch cool. me um, on that. And then um, let's see where the next fight takes us mm-hmm. then. We're gonna, we do a uh, post-fight pod. Yeah, sure. Come I'm happy with that, yeah. Sweet. Cool. All right, nice All one, right, lads. Thanks. I'll enjoy a whiskey Cheers, that lads. time. <laughs> <laughs>